Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, we got news, and I don't think it's to the surprise of anybody. Live letter number 39 detailing most of the content that's going to be coming on patch 4.1, which is on October 10th. I'm also going to be airing my own Host of the Realm, which is another great reason why we have such a stacked show tonight, so they can all laugh at my pain. But anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Poverome. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. you, my boy, Blue. How you doing, Sly? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited for your host of the realm, though. I, I like, like chat recommended, I didn't get to edit it, but I'm kind of glad that you did one, even still. It was really weird. I'll, well, I'll talk about that later. It was really weird answering my own questions. <laughs> I don't. I didn't think it was gonna be that did, weird. Did you totally ask honest. your own questions? Well, no. I had to read it off a screen, but I had to act like I was having. I actually asked all of you your questions, and I didn't have that. Mel actually asked me if I wanted her to ask, but it that didn't happen. That would have been good. Would have been good. Yeah, might have yeah. worked. But we. But it's not just me, me and you tonight, Sly. It's oh, a no. it's a live letter show, so we got to bring the whole crew out. We of course have yeah. the, four, the four horsemen on this show. So of course, joining us also is Ethis Moonman Asher and Very Mary. How are you two doing? Feel free to say yes. Uh, Feel free to say fine at the exact same time. Fine. Good go. job. I'm so proud of Good both job. of you. You know that. Good job. I'm glad Thanks, both man. of you could make right, it. Too. Yeah. Ethis asked me last week, am I going to need to be on the show next week? And I said, no. And then I was Not like, no yeah, actually, I do want you on the show next week. <laughs> really I, can, I don't think we can you know talk what? about the 4.1 stuff without having uh, someone who's as invested in the lore as Ethis. You wouldn't on dare. The show. I don't, yeah, I don't think I could. It'd be like doing a lore show without you. It just wouldn't make any sense. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah, we're the four, we're the four bearded horsemen. I'm going to lose mine, dude. It's out of okay. control. You're not gonna lose it. You're just gonna bring it Don't. down and then let it grow back out. No, it's fun. out of control. My beard is starting to consume my life. Yeah, I, I, it's he's hit the point when, as four bearded gentlemen, I think we can agree on this. The point where you rest your face against the pillow and it's you're not really getting the pillow. You're getting it's the point where he doesn't beard. need the pillow. It's amazing. <laughs> no, don't no, touch it. It's like it. it's, like, it's itchy. No, it's going. It's too much. You have no idea how many times I wish that I could grow a big red beard. And I think as someone who can a big grow a red, red beard, you have a responsibility to those of us who can't to, to be our, um, our, uh, our, our sort of paragon, to be our representative. Yeah, you're the Louis so. Suave red beards. There yeah, I think go. so. That's the best way I could think to put it. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, it's, uh, it's going to be a long show. I don't think that's yeah, a surprise is. to anybody, especially with my host of the realm at the end, which, by the way, was the longest of all of them. Even though I had the second shortest recording time of all of us, it was <laughs> the longest of them because I didn't have to edit as much out. And mm. because it was me, I didn't care to edit as much out. So I guess that kind of plays a factor in it. But anyway, if anyone would like to follow along, uh, the official live letter notes are on the forums. Are also, of course, if you go over to 
the Reddit Discord, who was our kind of unofficial translation for the live stream on Friday. Uh, then you can also go through the unofficial notes, and there's a bunch of unofficial notes all over the place. Thank you again to uh, to the Reddit <coughs> Discord community for doing your translations for us this time. Marco, very busy right now. He even put out a tweet about why he's been unavailable to do translations in his final year at school in Japan. So he's, uh, yeah, I can I think you guys can imagine how uh, how stacked that is in terms of a in terms of a year. Mm. So, we're actually just going to get started right off the top. Uh, the trailer was the first thing that they started with. And I want to ask a question. I'm going to start with Sly on this one. Okay. I kind of asked you a little bit before the show. Um, we didn't really mm -hmm. get into it too much. But the first thing we need to notice about this trailer is it is the most untraditional trailer that we've had. It's more akin to what they do for the expansions, where mm -hmm. they kind of, like, they have, like, main story playing the whole time, and they sprinkle in, like other things like primals or 24 mans and stuff like that this mm -hmm. one was literally that it was just cutscenes from 4.1's main scenario quest and then they sprinkled in hildebrand they sprinkled in the new dungeon they sprinkled in ultimate um shinryu extreme i just want to ask what type of trailer do you prefer the short and concise ones that are like this or the ones where they stop and say here's hairstyles here's new recipes here's hildebrand here's drowned city and they just literally break it down and it's like a seven eight minute video I'm a fan of the short and concise. The quality of life stuff, people are going to read um, the patch Sly, notes. Anyway. You're making assumptions. You're making too many assumptions. Right. No, no, it's, it's not an assumption. I mean, people are going to read the patch notes anyway. Like, we're, we're usually waiting. We're usually waiting on the patch notes, the actual official, um, well, even even the pre-notes, the pre -notes, uh, preliminary notes. But even still, people still read those. And... Like, just to get all the, hey, we're getting new recipes in, in a trailer and everything. It never really did anything for me. Um, to actually see it in just the patch notes is okay. It's fine by me. So, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of a shorter trailer, in my opinion. Uh, this what do you think? Um, I don't think people are going to read. Um, I do think... They <laughs> um, say the student observation. I think, I think the, the entire yeah. premise of my youtube channel and most other people's youtube channels is that people don't want to read um i believe that most of the the quality of life stuff and the glamour stuff you can do that through screenshots on like dev blogs and stuff like that that's fine mm -hmm. um having the trailer focus on the doing the work of actually like hyping up the patch i reckon is a more effective way to do it and but how many people really do you, how many people do you think are Hi for quality of life. So many people. Oh, Everyone talks like, about like it every most, patch. Most... So you're hyped for hairstyles. Well, most people, most people care about that. That's not quality. Hairstyle is not quality of life. That's I mean, content. Well, well, no, well, I lump it. I lump it in with quality of life because it's usually right aside uh, recipes yeah. and all. Yeah. Uh, That's also content, but I'll give you that. I'd still say that yeah. more people care about that than they do about the story. Okay, so let me just let me just prefer to see it. Sly, let me just put it this way. Okay. When you go into Rolger's Reach and a new patch has come out, mm -hmm. how many times do you see where do I unlock X and where can I find Y and what is Too new there and when and probably my favorite one, so what's new this patch? <laughs> That's always a good one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My um, my point exactly. But how do you but how do you answer that question? You link them the patch notes, and you hope that they click it. 
Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to link them to trailer. I'm going to say, hey, go watch the trailer. It's not going to tell them anything. Like, I have to tell them, go look at the patch notes. That's all I can tell you. Yoshi yeah, P has to do, do a reading every patch, like, the, while the servers are down. Like, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't do it. I'm just saying. He was born to lead, not read. What's that from? Simpsons? Simpsons. Yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. He was born to lead, not to read. Yes. Okay. All right. So mm. let's get started with the trailer. So let's hit the core point first instead of doing it kind of the way the trailer does where we sprinkle it about. Let's hit the main story. Um, okay. It looks to me like there's almost no Kugane in the main story, which I, I feel like goes like, didn't they say they were going to kind of do 50-50 each patch and then it just kind of looked... Like, it focused on this. I don't remember them saying they were going to do, like, back and forth and back and forth, which it looks like is what they're going to start doing. And I'll start with you, Mary, because we didn't get your thoughts on this last one. I actually skipped over all the story stuff in the trailer because I didn't want to see it. <laughs> so you didn't watch the trailer because that's... Well, the... I, I, I watched all the things that weren't the story. So that's, like, eight seconds. You might want to deafen yourself for the next, like, 45 minutes. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's too late. Now you think it's 45 minutes to get through the trailer. It's too uh, late. Oh, really? I watched all the content that wasn't the MSQ. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. So that means you watch the Evil East part at the end. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Ultimate doesn't, and Shinryu don't have yeah. stories. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Is it, so, that you're, is it that you're not interested in the story? No, you just wanted to spoil. Spoiled. Yeah. To be fair, okay. when you have a four and a half minute trailer of the main scenario quest, that's like a third of the actual cutscene time in game. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wish I was exaggerating. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, the trailer could could be a little bit spoilery. I, I, it's, I, I think it's a pretty. I think the way they did this type of patch makes it by nature because normally it's like twenty seconds. This was like, th I'd say three of the four and a half minutes were dedicated strictly to main no. scenario segments. No, they but won't. they usually leave a lot to speculation. Though. No, they won't. It was it was like, <laughs> dude, see. Ultimate was on screen for eight seconds. Shinri was on stream for th on uh, screen for three like three or four different video frames. They had mm -hmm. Return to Evil East was probably the last 60 seconds of the trailer. Mm -hmm. And then Hildebrand was, I guess, maybe like 20, 25 seconds. I reckon main scenario stuff maybe took like 90 seconds. Mm, yeah, know, it wasn't four and a half in the trailer. Ah, I guess we'll yeah. see. Um, so the basis of the trailer for the main scenario quest is looks like we're focusing on Alamigo. And mm -hmm. they're trying to figure out what kind of government they even want to have. Because the last government they had led to uh, a king murdering and ruining the people pretty much in every way possible mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, it looks like there's going to be decisions mostly involving Raubon as mm -hmm. he is of Alamegan birth even playing a 1.0 cutscene was present in the trailer yep yeah yeah so you said you didn't watch it and I just caught you in your lie but anyway I skipped through like oh, there was okay. parts obviously where it's like a lot of people were like oh look at that mad Raubon cutscene I was like that's old that is so i forgot old. it was old at yeah. first too like i forgot like, i forgot i don't remember the people standing behind him or anything mm. yeah yeah they're obviously putting it back in as an echo flashback just made that clear that's that's a that's a echo cutscene we got in 1.0 of his like final gladiatorial match and then his um uh pardon by nanamo and and that whole yeah. little yeah. scene that's his backstory um so i mean there there are a couple of things in that main scenario teaser that we can talk about um are they too spoilery though 
It's not out. It can't like. All right. Okay. Fine. Fine. It's speculation fine. at this. They're they're all gathering in the throne room. It's obviously all the different leaders and representatives from the different uh, uh, like rebel groups that are coming together. To and corners it. of Girabanya. Yes. All corners of Girabanya. Um, and then and then we see a blue wave thing. Uh, coming towards us and the warrior of light and Arnvold both step to, to block it and to intercept it. That's a tempering. Yeah. That's most likely Lakshmi is what most people say, uh, wow. seem to be, uh, leaning towards. I'm not a hundred percent sold on it, but considering there was, there's one little shot where they actually show, um, like some sort of particles and some dancing lights sort of gathering around like the, the waters in that room itself. Yeah. I'm thinking that maybe, this heated debate that they're having in the throne room has precipitated uh, some sort of like apparition of Raga or something like that. That's possible. It just, um, it looked like the some of the rebels and the... They, uh, they got tempered. Yeah, they got tempered, but it mostly yeah. looked like... It's hard to tell if it was the, the, the Anata who were responsible or they were tempered and have to fight for as because mm -hmm. of said thing. It's, it's hard mm -hmm. to tell. It leaves a lot up to the imagination. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely some more uh, more primal bullshit going on there. Um, that's what I'm really interested, interested in. The second one I'm really interested in is, um, of course, Four Dollar, um, who I'm really, really glad that they've gone straight back to her. I thought that they might just like let her rot for a patch or two. Um, no, that's Yatsu who gets to rot for a patch. Good. Um, <laughs> she, can, she can rot forever. Um, Fadola, on the other hand, is definitely like the most compelling character in Stompard, if you ask me. Um, and she's being posed with this option, if you will. And I've talked about this before, but she's got the Echo now. And that's going to change her, obviously, because she can actually start uh, sympathizing with people. In fact, she's forced to start sympathizing with people, which is something that, you know, character like beforehand, that's like the one thing that was missing was her ability to see like other people's points of view. Um, so she's either going to end up having a big redemption arc or else she's going to end up becoming a fucking Asian. And we're getting the next chapter of that like immediately. And I'm really, really excited for it. I never saw it from that perspective. Um, well, the thing is, the, the Echo is a prerequisite for two different things, being being a warrior of light mm -hmm. um, or, alternatively, being an Asian. The Asians are down in numbers. Lahabre is gone. Lahabre is the Asian that's supposed to be representing this world. Uh, they need to fill out their numbers and, like, they don't just come out of the ether. Like, they were, all the Asians were sort of mortals at one point, as far as we know. Of all the different shards, but you know mm -hmm. um i also for the only thing that has me curious if she even has to focus i think of astinian who basically who doesn't have the echo but he kind of just you know went and did his own thing doesn't fucking need it though does he when are, when are we gonna revisit that that's another good question and i'm glad you brought that at happy when are we gonna revisit i don't think we should revisit I, I think he kind of needs to stay in the background a little bit i feel like that with everything we dealt with with him back in dragon song the fact that they decided to include him so quickly here mm -hmm. and give him let's be honest being a one-man army who took out an entire cannon kind of puts you at the top of the food chain a little bit when it comes to when it comes to powerful entities in mm -hmm. in the world 
Like, right. The Warrior of Light can't dragon fire dive an entire cannon I mean, Stinian, to death. Is holiday? I'm yeah. more interested in when they're actually going to bring Vidagilt into the main story. Yes. Yeah. That's a good question. And I don't, and I, because I think the Legend Returns, while it's obviously playing to the Legend of Ivalice, it's also mm -hmm. playing to Raban, most likely, and his struggle to determine if he'll remain on the city. And that's another thing to talk about. That's probably the other main point. Raban is. As much as he was a part of Alamigo, he never really felt at the forefront of Alamigo when it came to 4.0's main scenario. It kind of just felt like, well, I'm involved because I'm Alamigan, and yeah, I've got a few cutscenes. But he never, outside of Cold Steel, it never really felt like Ralbon was playing that big of a role. But now that it's free, he has no choice but to play one of the so most we major do, roles. We do feel that Ralbon is going to have to make a choice here, yeah. right? Whether he's going to continue defending Nanamo and paying off that that debt, if you will, yeah, or if he's going to um, move back in with the Alamigans. And it seems Nanamo. Up oh, now, I'll let you go first. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that like it didn't feel like he was at the forefront in terms of the Alamigan conflict. I think it got forced through Ilberg. It was a little bit forced through um, the interactions we had with Ilberg. Or Roman yeah. born side. I feel like no matter what, he considering his origin, he would have been there. He wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just that they didn't he wasn't like Lise, like where she's with us everywhere right. and like mm -hmm. it felt more like we were we were more we were learning more about the Girabanian resistance versus diving into Raubon and Pippin. Like they were there because they were supposed to be and especially early on, and they're in all the cutscenes when they're attacking, but you're never learning about them along the way. You're never like yeah. seeing their moral decisions or they're they're there because it's important to Raubon. Well, on. I mean, to yeah. be fair, the only echo scene that we got through the whole of four was about Raubon and Ilbert. Yeah. But that's that's like it, that's the only real thing. I never felt like I was it was Raubon's story, even though technically freeing Alamigo felt like it should have been his story not necessarily all leases like as much as it was mm. but lease went back and forth and she did everything whereas he was just you know al amigo yeah so uh i want him to be at the forefront and i have a feeling that nanamo doesn't know what she wants either because if i had to if i didn't know any better i'd say she's uh she's looking to in her disguise outfit looking at lalarito like you gotta you gotta talk about some things well Nanamo obviously wants to move ahead on her decision to democratize yeah. or die, step down and to make it a republic. Um, when she was trying to do that last time, Lollarito's rebuttal was basically like, hey, we are the Garlands on our, on our doorstep. We're not united. Uh, the realm is sort of stricken by war and whatever. I think she's like, oh, hey, now Alamigo is taken and the Garlands are not strictly on our doorstep and we are united. Um, Maybe we need to start this happening, and guess what? It's not going to happen if we don't do it through Lollarito. Um, and I think that Nanamo's decision and Raubon's decision are going to be like very much intertwined. Is that Raubon, I think, is going to realize that he can't step away from Ulgar until it has become uh, reformed. Yeah. Um, so Nanamo is going to be wanting to do that, and then that's going to shift Raubon's focus to Alamigo and. I don't know. I think I think in the next couple of patches we might actually start to see the payoff of this this uh, reform of Uldar, which is something that they've kind of left on the table for a few years now. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
So we might have another empty seat on the syndicate, but we also might no longer. It's have... all right. Just stick Julian in there. Godbert's on the syndicate, and they never put him in any cuts. They can actually start putting him <laughs> in cutscenes. That's what they could start doing. Well, I, hmm. I think I think that there won't be a syndicate. There'll be. Yeah, I think that's the whole point. The syndicate would have to dissolve if they're going yeah. to become a It'll democracy. Be a senate or something like that. And then there's going to be a whole new plot thread. Because they're not going to be. Holorito's still going to be an evil piece of shit somehow, even though he's like a good evil piece of shit. Chaotic good? Yeah, he's a, he's a chaotic... I'd say he's a chaotic neutral. I don't think he wants to be good. I don't think he's chaotic at all. He's not He's not chaotic at all. He's, he's, it, everything that he's trying to do is to keep uh, Uda stable. The opposite. He's putting chaotic. money in his in his pockets, the grubby little in bastard. Fact, since before 1.0, and... he's been in Kugane negotiating with the Garlands to try and make sure that things remain as stable as possible in Eorzea. Because that's profitable for him. Yep. Yeah. That's, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's chaotic. I They're think a lawful neutral. Lawful that's what we neutral. Want. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't trust the little son of a bitch. All right. That's, there could be something going on. I've learned, listen, sneaky. The, whole, the whole Omega thing ended up not really involving him. Thankfully, after, after all is said and done with Teleji gone and everything. So. It's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess he is technically probably the smartest person on the syndicate <laughs> in terms I think of like he's probably the smartest person in the bloody realm. And that's and that listen, far. sometimes you know, you know what they say, geniuses and idiots are the same thing, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who's really smart eventually tries to do something really dumb to prove how smart they are. <laughs> eventually. And I don't. I just don't trust them. Well, He's... then I think that begs the question of them being smart in the first place, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. That's he wants you to think that. That's Ex how it works. Exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah. So you just asked the million dollar question right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Did I? Yeah. I'm telling you, you did. So you, so so it's true. Oh. Uh, all right. Exactly. So those are those are pretty much the most major points. Fordola. Rabon and uh, the the situation in the throne room. Outside of mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. um, they didn't go too in depth, so that's why I didn't think it was too spoilery because it was. There's too many questions you have to ask after seeing that, and nothing you could definitively say that's an answer. That's why I don't consider it like that spoilery. Yeah, sure. Well, I didn't mean like so much spoilery in the sense that it's going to ruin like my experience. I just like to go in blind, not really. Well, I meant more to Ethis, like saying it is spoilery, oh, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Because when Ethis says it's spoiler, I'm like, really? You thought that was spoilery? Like, I could understand. There's a primal what you there involved somehow. There's always a primal involved, in right? When has a primal not been involved? <laughs> I mean. You don't have an answer. Because even like... Nidhogg was a primal version of himself when we were dealing with him after after Thordon. He was a shade. Even, even Hildebrand. Yeah. There's nowhere. You're, you're, nowhere you're not you're safe. You're not safe from, from those guys. Yeah, that's fair. That's reasonable. Mm. They're so core to the to the rejoining. That's why I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to have, be having primal troubles in four point one. I gotta be honest. I was expecting to be moving away from that and dealing with. We always have primal troubles. Man. We always have we always have primal troubles. Because where the Galleons? Where's Where's the Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, dude. Don't make that face. When are we gonna get the the Magitech ATATs? Oh. <laughs> oh, don't that do this. So good. Don't, Sid's gonna make some fucking 
Now, Sid's busy dealing with Return to Evil East, but we'll hit on that in a second. So, the main thing is we don't really need to talk about the story aspects of it, but we do have to talk about some of the other individual aspects. The first one we're going to hit on is Shinryu, because it's only about a six-second clip. Um, They really developed a lot of new stuff for Shinryu, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, from what we can see, um, the basic phase is there with the platform and the platforms being destroyed and all that stuff and the tidal wave and and all that. All that's all that's there and it's it's still there and there's probably new stuff. The other, the one other one that was new is he, it looks like uh, Xenos wants to go even higher into the sky because that platform he pulls you up to a platform that's about the size of him and then just just poof, just lands right on it and knocks everyone away. And then on top of that, we get to ride on his back and dodge lasers on his back. Everything that Bismarck should have done. I was just going to say, I've been waiting for a redemption. Because when I saw Bismarck, we were going to be on his back. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more like a Deathwing kind yep. of thing. I still don't think this is. I think this is you started his tail, you get to his head, and then you'll end up back yeah. on the platform. Yeah. But it looks more interesting than most than, than Bismarck did at the very least. It does. What's your guys' expectations lasers. for Shinryu? Because they've said that they want to place him between 02 and 03, and I don't think it's possible for him to be 0 th- I think it's I think that he's gonna be 03 flat, like the same difficulty as 03. I, I don't think a there's a less. way I don't think there's a way you make him easier than than 03 and still be compared to Thornton. Because Thornton was between O was between A two. Yeah. yeah. Thornton was between A two and A three. Let me tell you, there's a pretty fucking big gap between A two and A three Savage. Yeah. Not as right. not as big a gap between O two and O three. So where's where's the expectation? Sly will start with you. In terms of just raw difficulty. In, in terms of the difficulty, what you're kind of expecting out of the fight, the experience. I'm in terms of experience, I'm anticipating a fuck show. Uh, in terms, in terms, I'm so of, glad uh, you gave me like one more second to finish the sip of the whiskey before you said fuck <laughs> show. Because like, again, I already call Shimryu in general just comedy, so this is just going to be more comedy to me. Um, in terms of difficulty, it is. It is I do it for shits and gigs? Um, Are you going to do extreme of, for shits and gigs? Probably. Oh, no. More comedy x. Uh, in terms of difficulty. What a guy. You really can't put it between 02 and 03 because there's really nothing. There, there, I think there's no, no real separation between 02 and 03. Um, I, I kind of agree with you. It's maybe along the lines of between 03 and 04. Yeah. Somewhere along. Yeah. I so, feel like they don't intend it for it to end up there, but I feel like that's where it ends up. And, and another thing to address is like for the, I guess for the first time, we're we're seeing something akin to what we're seeing in in um uh raid in stuff like um a8 was it a12 which one are you looking um, for brute well brute justice brute and, justice. and neo neo x dev we're seeing something like that with a primal um do you think this is a good direction to go in terms? I don't of, think they can push it to brute. Brute justice levels are like way above Neo X death levels. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is seeing you know, you know, new shit like. New oh, shit, you like mean riding, the oh, you mean the idea of phases back. that are exclusive to to certain difficulties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like we are very much moving towards that. It was something they said they never wanted to do. Uh, was make fights that were exclusively for that. People were cool with brute mm-hmm. justice having the winged phase because you still got to fight brute justice. Neo X Death was a little more controversial because it was actually an entirely new boss. Yeah, right. Um, but I feel like we are moving in that direction 
I'm not if if it doesn't have a brand new fight like Neo XS, I feel like the the winged justice is something we can almost always expect at this point from not all extreme encounters, but for at least the point one extreme encounters and all the final mm-hmm. savage encounters. I don't think you need to do that, but I think it's the direction they're. I think they they enjoy the people's reaction to seeing it for the first time, mm-hmm. which is why they're gonna love people's reaction to seeing Ultimate for the first time. Oh yeah, which we did get <laughs> to see for the first mm-hmm. time. Um, mm-hmm. A few little tidbits. They started off by showing Heaven's Fall being one of the things, which I don't think surprises anybody. No. Um, they showed Twintania with the fire with the fireballs, the final phase fireballs on the ground. They showed uh, the tank buster coming out of Nailed Deus Darnus, the one where they where they hit multiple times in a row. They showed all three of them dive bombing through the, and it didn't knock back. To be clear, it didn't not it didn't it could have been God mode, but it didn't knock back in the video. Yeah. And then it showed um, what looks to be some new ad phases going into Bahamut's Mega Flare because one of them looks like it didn't die in time and chained them all to the ground. Or they needed to be chained to the ground in order to survive the Mega Flare and it wore off too early, which I don't think is what happened. Mm-hmm. But then we got, during the live letter, to actually see the first part of the fight. Why are you shaking your head? Uh, just uh, that whole segment was like, holy shit. <laughs> so then we, we got to see the first about 20 seconds of Yoshi P with God Mode. And Twitani was the first boss. Mm-hmm. And it starts the fight with a fireball, which is a split damage AoE, and about a 1.2 second cast on Twisters while doing the fireball. And it's only one person. There could be, like, a conflagration coming out at the exact same time. There could be more yeah. things that you can't see because there's markers. There's there's only one person to receive a marker there. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I did turn 5 prog for two months when the Twisters were less than desirable. Mm-hmm. My PTSD kicked in real, real Brought back some memories. That's for sure. Did, for clarification, did we, um, for the fireball, did we see a haste mechanic go off? No. I would, like to, I would like to point out, though, that in the original fight, Twintania doesn't do fireball till after the Neuralink is broken once, and that may be mm-hmm. related. Okay. May only get the haste buff after the Neuralink, as, as yeah. one okay. of the Neuralinks has been destroyed. Going into the Heaven's Fall phase, also in the trailer, you see there are still Neuralinks on the ground from Twintanya's phase. So whether that's related to anything or not, I'll leave that up to you. Um, then we see Death Sentence has a different effect. It may have Infirmity as well, but I don't think it's important if you have this other debuff. A Slashing Down mm-hmm. debuff. And Yoshi P went from taking about 100k from the Death Sentence as a Black Mage to taking a 200,000 crit auto with the debuff. Tank swap. Yeah. I mean it's an obvious that's a that's an obvious yeah. tank swap. Or hollowed. No. Fuck it. I'm a pal. Let's just play just bring paladin. <laughs> just home gang it. Fuck it. <laughs> Don't who cares about the tank swap right now? You'll yeah. save home gang for the ads later. That's what you'll mm. do. If you're a warrior, not only are you happy with the bus we'll talk about later, but you're gonna be fucking home ganging your ass off in this fight. I have no doubt about that. I'm ready. Um, and then that's really all we get to see. We get to see Plummet. We get to see another Fireball plus Twister. And again, could be Mystery Mechanics. But that's it. <sighs> Do we think it's going to deliver on being what we keep feeling like it's going to be? I have a good feeling about it. I don't think it's going to be as insane as they're trying to play it up. In hindsight, I used to 
trying I was trying to give him, you know, a little bit of credit and be like, maybe it'll be really difficult. I think it's gonna be rough. I think maybe I want that days, I want that quoted days. right now. So when we come back and talk about Ultimate after four point one one, I'm gonna I wanna replay this clip right now where it says I think it's <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be that it's gonna be rough, but I don't I don't think it's gonna I, be as bad. No, as I, I'm talking I'm talking from the perspective of like the world first groups. I think three, four days maybe Tops I, a week. Three four days is three to four times as long as it took for New York. <laughs> no, I reckon I reckon the world first pro groups are gonna get it done the first twenty four hours or not at all. Well, it's it's not I can't say not at all. No. Like it'll yeah. never I mean, happen. But not at all. I mean, like if if it doesn't get done in like one sitting, then they're gonna end up having to nerf it. They're never gonna I don't nerf think it, so. dude. I don't, no. think, I don't so. think so either. I think no. it's gonna be. If it's if I'll, I'll I'll level with you. If it's not in the first twenty four hours, I think it's definitely gonna be like anywhere from three to four days to a week. Well, people yeah. are just gonna do it until it's done. Like there are groups that are just gonna do it, like literally. So I've been it's talking done. with a few Absolutely. people about that, and a lot of some people I know that do at least server prog, like they try to go for server first, even if not necessarily word first. They can't do this because they need to. They need the time off for four point two. They can't keep taking time off every three and a half months to do like it'd be like well i need to, i need five days off from work and then three three months later i need five days off from work like they mm-hmm. they can't keep doing this like maybe you get a day or two and then they keep hoping the shit dies in a day that's that mm-hmm. might be it but a lot of i've ta- spoken to a few world prog people like yeah i don't that's gonna be rough on our schedules after a while mm-hmm. so that's my other mm-hmm. that's my only other concern is is people having availability because a lot of people who do world prog have normal lives some don't, but you know. a lot don't. <laughs> some don't. Thing, not a lot. Some don't. Get in there and they're just gonna hit it until it's dead. And if that doesn't happen in the first twenty-four hours, it's like I will be very, very surprised. I do think it's either if it's not done in the first day, I'll kind of be surprised because if it's not, there's no gear check. It's all a skill check. Exactly. I feel like the world first groups, yeah. regardless of how difficult this is, they are gonna be skilled enough to get it done in a day. It would have to be pretty fucking mm. ridiculous because it's all mechanics. It's theoretically all just remixed mechanics from all the previous fights. So they sh- it's not like they're complete. They're not unfamiliar with what fireballs and twisters do. They're not unfamiliar with how death sentence works. They're not unfamiliar with the range of plummet and what position you need That's for. That's true. Like mm-hmm. it depends on what's there that hasn't been seen before, which is going to mm. be mostly combining mechanics like fireball plus twisters at the same time. And how they mix it up, and if there's yeah. maybe an element of randomness to that. Yeah. I actually thought maybe it was going to start randomly which fight it was going to start you on, like which it starts you on Bahamut or Nail uh-huh. or Twin Tiny. Maybe it does. Maybe it's determined when you enter the instance. Who knows? Maybe. Good. Um, but that's 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 all we've got. I'm excited. I'm I'm curious oh, to yeah. see how this pans out in their master plan. Because as far as I'm concerned, this is what we lost the dungeon for. It's worth it. Well, it's worth it for a very few, very small percentage yeah. of people. And we'll get into that a little bit later yeah. with the recent... Uh, with the recent census data that came out as a Gilgamesh, yeah. and let me tell you, that wasn't great Ooh. for me. <laughs> How do you think I feel? I don't care. I don't, I don't know. Like, Gilgamesh, <laughs> your server, your server. Wait, you're on. Are you, you still the character on Balmung? Is that still the one you yeah. on? Yeah, you're fucked forever. You don't. It doesn't yeah. matter what you think. I'm you're the one percent. I'm the one percent. You're fucked. You're fucked forever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Gilgamesh might actually get released from the grips of of server transfer limitations very soon. As far as I'm concerned, but Baumong's mm. fucked forever. You'd never. Oh yeah, yeah. You're I thought never. we were talking about about clear rays. For oh, well, uh, that too. That, I mean, but yeah. we, but you're on ether, so anyone who can clear, we got you. Got Gilgamesh to back you up. You'll be yeah. all right. Anyway, um, 
Don't worry, Sly Behemoth is here too. Different data center, but you're here too. Don't milk the cow. But anyway, um, so that's that's it for that's it for Ultimate. At this point, it's just expectations. It's two weeks after 4.1, so from this week's show is three weeks, since mm-hmm. we're on the third right now. So mm. let's see. Uh, most of us are saying less than a day, except Mary, who says he's kind of tentative on his prediction. I still say three to four. Three, three to four. Three to four. Okay. Three to four. I would like to see it go three to four. It's just that if it goes three to four, three I know three. how many people are are actually going to make threads about it. So that's my that's my only concern. And how many will make it if it's a day? Yeah, that's true. It's how many? Which one will make more? That's really yeah, what it comes yeah. down to. Um, okay, so we got that. Drown City of Scala, I'd say we can't really talk too much about just yet. We need to kind of get in there. We can You can see the structure, you can see the enemies, you can see specifically the final room, which is probably the most interesting part of it, which Ethis seems to have a lot to say based on the eyebrow he's, things he's got going on. I don't have a lot to say. It's just that portrait. I saw that, and it looks so much like the um, uh, Guadalupe's Final Fantasy X. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, also- yeah. It does, it did kind of, I mean, it, it looked like, for me, it looked like an Elzen, but it was an Elzen with predominantly like, Guado features. Well, I'm not even sure it was an Elzen, because I was trying to look at the ears, and the ears look like they're rounded, so I think it's some kind of hero, but it's like, it was quite different from anything that we've seen. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that final room was the most it's interesting part for me. It's also yeah. art, yeah. That's yeah, another yeah. thing to consider. But it's I mean, new, look new at the yourself. art of Nanamo in, in the house, though, to be fair. Art. Yeah, that's be... old art. It's old, and it's been in a fucking, a cave. Yeah. Underwater for however many thousand years yeah how many how many years has it been since the sixth calamity which was the one that the flooded after the two, fifth astral like it's been at least two thousand yeah okay. two thousand years that's crazy yeah. it's been a while i'm so excited to learn about civilization that's not the three fucking nations for the war yeah. of the magi we saw the new set too the new contest winner set in game still- yeah i don't i hope it's diable magi i think they'll be cool if you can I uh, see. I'm always, I'm always indifferent. I actually, I'm really glad that we have these contests now. I felt like that was always. I love seeing games that are willing to turn to the yeah. community for contest ideas. I don't necessarily agree with the winners, but I'm colorblind, so maybe it doesn't matter what I think. I guess that's true. That's true. That's. I mean, yeah. I. I, uh, I, like I, I don't know. The I, chef said's kind of, kind of, uh, kind of chefy. Uh, I, I don't know. I will see. I don't. I'm not a big glamour guy. But when the glamour system gets reworked later this expansion, maybe I'll dabble a bit. But I didn't like the way. It a little dab. dab, a little dab in the. No, nobody bit. said that. No one went there. Dab in the. We in understood the, the first system? time you said it. Don't say it three times. Okay. <laughs> Damn. To make. Just making sure that you understand. Again. Yeah. Um, so the last thing to talk about is Return to Eva. At least, I mean, there's Hildebrand, but it's fucking, there's Anomaly. It's not Hildebrand, there's, it's Nashu. It's Nashu. It's a Hildebrand, mm. Hildebrand's face. In, we see more Hildebrand in the two pictures on the on the forums than we do mm. in the actual mm-hmm. trailer. It's Nashu blowing up Anomazu, and then Hildebrand's <laughs> going to pop up <laughs> with that fucking silly mm. face. So, okay. And then we have to see Return to Ivalice. And that was the most brilliant looking thing I've ever seen. That's I mean that's it. That's end the podcast yep. right there. As far as it's I'm concerned, good. show's over. So were we were we expecting to see a banger? No. 
I did. I expected to see one of the races of Evilies. Not so soon. I didn't, I didn't think so. I, didn't. I so what I didn't expect was a lot of so the, there's an odd mix of tactics and and twelve between the two. Yeah, because it's yes. Bagamnan. But yeah, you have Bagamnan. You have the Final Fantasy Twelve Zodiac Age models of uh, Hashmal and Mateus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have what could potentially be in the chariot boss a the Final Fantasy Tactics model of Shemhazai, um, which would be another one of the thirteen espers. We're going to probably exclude Zodiac from that though, depending mm-hmm. on the ties. Mm-hmm. I'd like to remind you that I did ask if there were ties between Evilies and the Asians, and I was left with no comment. So there's also the Zodiac Taurus Stone. See that? So that was that. Yeah, that was the Aurasite. that was the white orosite for the Taurus symbol, which belongs to the Esper Chaos. So and that was so, in our buddy's hand. That was in Bagamnon's hand. Yep. So yep. what 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 do we think's going on here? Because so one of the first things is you can see the Prima Vista over Kugane, which by the way I think is a brilliant idea, and it even mm. lights up in mm. the sky at night. So Kugane cool. just got even prettier. I hold, I wonder I wonder if you I wonder how far is Shirogane from Kugane? It's pretty far. Isn't it like in terms of geographical location? It's not far. It's it's far enough to probably not see the Prima Vista from Shirogane. I don't think you can. Yeah, probably, probably not. They're probably on like maybe opposite sides, kind of. You know, so like. yeah. Um. So first, let's talk about the Prima Vista. Why do you think they decided to go with Final Fantasy Nine, like as the reference here to introduce Evilise? I felt that was so. I like it, but it's it felt weird. It's all confusing. Guardians. Like, I don't know. They they want an excuse for like this troopy Garlean thing. I don't know. Thing? Theater group? <laughs> Theater group. Yeah. There you, go. you got it. I mean, this is the one issue like where, you know, kind of melding that'd be the wrong word, but melding different Final Fantasy references. It yeah, I didn't know what to mm. So the only reason I ask is because is the guy who they were talking to who's sitting on the couch ominously, is that Baku? <laughs> I can't help but feel that's Baku. No. <laughs> who else it, could it be? Could it, be. Yeah, he's going to be I, the leader. I've heard a couple of people speculating that maybe it's the Prima Vista because um, what occurs is not actually real. I don't and think that's the case. There's no reason why Sid is. No, I, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think so either. I I don't want that to be the case because I think that would like detract a yeah. lot uh, from it. But I have heard a couple of people saying, "Oh well, maybe it's just something like the Wandering Minstrel." I'm like, well, that's that's possible. I hope not, but that's possible. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible. I really don't. I don't think they get involved with ominous scenes with Sid and whatnot. And act, that would also, you physically see that Ramza and presumably Alma are standing next yeah. to you and Sid. That's clearly not telling an yeah. old story. Mm-hmm. And Ramza's not going to show up to then be like, yeah, this shit happened. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, agree. No. I agree with you. I agree. Speaking of Ramza, the tank set is his gear. Yeah. Ooh. That's pretty cool. That's kind of, that's very clothy, which is very mm. different for them. Yeah. But I'm, I'm okay with the idea. I like the way Rams' set looks. It's cool because that means the other sets are probably also going to be characters from. Yes, Tactics. that is that is very likely. Although it's kind of interesting to burn that all those ideas right in the first raid. Yeah. Can um, we talk about the aura site for a moment? Yes, I was about to get to the aura site, mm. so that's perfect timing. So, 
We have a, a sort of prerequisite for what this site might be capable of doing. Um, we know that what's happened to the void is larger because of site. Yes. We know that in the world that is now the void, uh, the use of site transforms the warriors of light into something more akin to primals. It's like the primal energy sort of bled into them and they started absorbing like immense amounts of ether and they became these monstrosities like Kahulan. Um, yes. Could mm -hmm. that be what's going on here in these bosses we're seeing of people that perhaps even Galanes that were trying to use Orosite to fight primals? I think that's the most likely thing. And I think specifically the god that has seeped into that white Orosite or the god that will seep into Begamnon himself, who may become a Lukavi in the process, mm -hmm. will be that of chaos. Mm -hmm. And... I've, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to reiterate my point. And I was going to say, um, and it could also be the reason why the city was raised in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's Got most likely the city was, yeah. yeah. It's likely that it's being blamed on an attack, but that it's mm -hmm. more likely something a little more... Nefarious. Take care of the primals. I guess my only other question is, it's, I think it's, I don't know if Nethesite is going to appear. For anyone who doesn't, mm. while Orosite is something that absorbs the energy and then bleeds into the people. Nethesite's more like an active weapon in mm -hmm. a sense. Um, it can be used with machinery to basically grant infinite power in a sense. Mm -hmm. And it's been manufactured well, in the past. So well, I think, I think it's kind of redundant because we already know that we can do that with Orosite. That's true. Which is why I'm not hundred percent certain Nethesite's going to appear. Yeah. I have a feeling though that, um, we only see what is guaranteed to be three bosses in that trailer. We see Hashmal, we see Mateus, and we see the final chariot boss, which is only currently guessed to be Shemazai. When we see Begamnon, it's in a cutscene, which we... It's hard to tell if that's like a, a pre-final boss cutscene or if that's a post, hey, you mm -hmm. already beat the dungeon, you know, why are we seeing him kind of cutscene. It's mm -hmm. not made abundantly clear. I'm curious if the other boss is kind of like a massive spoiler and they just left it out for that reason. Makes me question if the chariot himself is mm. even the final boss, as much mm, as I possibly. think he probably is. I think that this is going to follow a pretty interesting storyline, though. It's already set itself up to be interesting off the bat, but I have a feeling what's mm -hmm. going to eventually be led our way is we will probably be fighting the majority of the espers of the white ore sites. And I think that it's probably going to end with. She's got a bunch of different names, but I think I'll Grand Seraph. Yeah, yeah, I think the Grand Seraph will be the end thing. I wouldn't be surprised to see us go to Nabudis or to Guru Vagan, although those are more Final Fantasy twelve places than they are Final Fantasy Tactics places. N mm -hmm. uh, Nabudis is where Chaos is locked away for the years uh, following the years of Tactics and when you eventually unlock them in twelve, And then <clears throat> uh, Guru Vagan and the Great Crystal is where, Ult where Ultima takes place. And considering what's involved with those places, I wouldn't be surprised. It makes sense because we have Alma. Now, that's clearly, another thing. So. looks like Alma's been being kidnapped, by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. But Gamnon and his junkies, junkies, his cronies, I guess they're junkies. Fuck it. They got Orsite now. No. Um, they, they look like they're going to kidnap Alma as well. Speaking of the Banga, Ethis, mm -hmm. I'm sure you probably agree with me on this. Oh, Mamelja? Do you think they're Mamelja? From Mamuk? Like, are they literally Mamelja? Yeah, like, because we, well, we've we've known from the lore book that mm. all the Mamelja, they're kind of lizard-like, but there's so many different 
Yeah, like you, think gonna, you think they're going to lump them in as as a, I think as so. a subcategory of mammal jobs? I, I don't so. think I don't think they will. I think I think that's possible. They definitely could because we know that like the different clans of mammal jobs, they do look different from the mm -hmm. ones that we've seen. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't I don't, I think it's more likely that um, they're you know distant cousins and they're just a, a beast tribe that sort mm -hmm. of found in Orthod. But I Maybe. guess we'll see. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't yeah. occurred. And now he's going to rattle that around the brain. It looks I like Sly's rattling it around, too. I just... I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but... When we saw Vanga yeah. before we saw Vieira. I was like, ha What about uh, Vianga? <laughs> what about the Vianga, man? What about it? What about him? When are we going to get to see the Vianga? For anyone who doesn't know, that was an April Fool's joke many years ago where they combined Vieira and Banga and said, the new race, Vianga. Yeah. Google oh, yeah, it. that was... A, yeah, I remember that. Google that. That was even a, that was even a troll at um, FanFest, was, wasn't it? The first one? So dumb. I think they brought the pictures to FanFest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they brought the picture, yeah. Mm. Honestly, I, I'm not... I, you've heard me say it before, I don't like it when they kind of borrow too much from other Final Fantasy games, but... If they brought Yas Yasumi Matsuno on for this, I think he's I think he's gonna kill it. Mm, I agree. I, I think he's gonna make people demand like, yo, I, might, I know you might work in another company right now, but you, uh, you might own another company. But I'm uh, I'm gonna need you to do this for me real quick. <laughs> Rabin Aster looks great too, just in general. The, like, the waterways are really yeah. cool. Yes, the Garabasite yeah. waterways look yeah. far less annoying. And also, we get to swim in the dungeon. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't do anything, but we get to do it. Yeah, at the very least. Didn't we ask for this though? I did ask for that. I said it, sh it should be yeah. part of dungeons. If you're going to include yeah. it as as a feature in your game, then even if it's just to get from point A to point B, it should mm -hmm. there should be swimming sections in the dungeons. Mm -hmm. I just dread the fact that there's probably a load screen in the middle of the dungeon to get into the water to then get out of the water, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. That's the, about the only major downside mm -hmm. I could see to it. Okay, so that's it for the trailer, um, and we are going to touch on some of those things a little bit later uh, as we get into the actual live letter sections themselves. Uh, we already said comes out on October 10th, so yay, as predicted, as predicted. So now we get to break down each individual part and what we thought of it. So we get to start with the glorious Adventurer Squadrons. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, it'll be cool. I'm really excited. Sly. 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 Meh. Meh. Sly, what level are your squadron members? Fuck it, I know. <laughs> I, can, I can glamour up my waifu squad. Yes, you can. You can literally make a waifu squad now. Yeah. And they're just gonna be they're just gonna be extra retainers to me anyway. Yeah, it's just a store armor on them for glamour for <laughs> yeah, I hope you have that's to store, the only thing. I hope that yeah. you do actually do that and it doesn't just kind of let you pick a look versus I, I don't know. I think I think it's gonna be glamour. I don't think we're gonna be actually like gearing them up. Yeah, like you mean you just think we'll pick the look and not yeah. physically place the items onto them. Yeah, I'm fifty fifty. Mm -hmm. I don't know which one to think. Um, so once your squadron reaches, it's going to be so tedious. Come on. But think of the saved inventory space. Yeah, but you're going to be giving them shit that you don't want anyway. You don't know that. What if they've well, released it? What if they release another? No, uh, I'm, 
I'm co-signing with him. I'm going to be giving them shit that I don't. Then want throw anymore. it away. You don't need it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying, listen, man, you don't know when they're going to release another tank and it's going to be level 50. And I'm going to be like, man, wish I'd saved that gear, but it was such a pain in the ass. Oh, wait, my squadron member has had it equipped for the last year and a half. <laughs> and when are they going to do that? <laughs> That's a great question. And when they do that, why are they not going to give you level 50 gear? With no, because this level 50 gear is going to be better. Oh! Best in slot. Yeah, it'll oh. be best in slot for that level. Yeah. Oh, and it'll be oh, level 60 gear, I just remembered, because these the level cap's being removed. and they go yeah. up to, Well, it's being raised, probably up yeah. to 60. Yeah. Um, so when your squadron reaches rank 2, which is completes a level 20 squadron quest, you can start doing these. It needs to be one tank, one healer, two DPS, and there's only five dungeons you can do currently. The dungeons are Holotali, Total Rock, two great dungeons. I'm so glad to get to do Total oh, Rock with them. Great. So good. Um, <laughs> Brave Flocks, Stone Vigil <laughs> and Wanderer's Palace. Now, three of those, these three right here. Wanderer's Palace is going to be great. So, yeah. I no, I think Brave Flocks is going to be great because I'm already mm -hmm. thinking, is he going to know how to move out of the poison puddles or am I going to have to tell him how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he'll, he'll know how to do it. I don't think so. I think you're going to have to tell him to retreat. See, that's to... why I'm just going to tank it. Really? Yeah. Then I'll do it. If you tank it, it makes things a lot easier. I, I yeah. think so. You're giving them orders. They said it themselves. You're the one giving them orders. I will say this, though. They did show us some gameplay, and they aren't entirely dumb. Um, well, we, we already know yeah. that NPCs have the power to move out of AoE. So it's I've gone back and mm -hmm. done that. I've, I've gone back and done some of those quests before. The mm -hmm. direction of the AoEs is scripted. Therefore, their position to dodge them is also likely scripted. Hmm. I went back and I, I went back and did the the three point five five one. Being centered on the character model, you can just have them run in a random direction. So, Mike, you're thinking they're going to be some smart AI? AI. No, I think their AI is is going to be okay for certain things. I think that doing shit like Brave Flocks is going to be a disaster. <laughs> I think it's going to be a mess, but I think they'll be able to do it. Yeah. So, uh, talking about the AI, like I said, they're not entirely dumb. The tank knows mm -hmm. to use an AOE on the pull. The tank, or to, you know, if there's multiple mobs, he knows to use flash. The healer DPSs. <laughs> so it's already better than, like, 90% of duty yeah. fighting healers. Yeah. Yep. Um, but even more funny is as soon as you issue the order to attack, that's when the healer attacks. Not after the tank has gotten aggro. Or not after the tank has pulled them. So it's even more like the duty finder now a little bit. It's reversed a little <laughs> bit back. Um, well, they don't, they don't wait. No, they don't wait. Oh, that's good. I like yeah. that. Um, they also protect at the beginning of the dungeon, the healer. So the roll, and also they have no MP, but they have shroud. They have uh, lucid dream. Can I just run my experts with my squad? I don't know, man. the The <laughs> conjurer right. one literally burns divine seal or Lar largus on cooldown, even when mm -hmm. the tank is at max HP. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, again, like most healers in the G final. There you go. But Sly, this will make you happy. The Lancer does his positionals. I know that. That was fucking funny. He I, that that was so when people were making the joke about Duty Fighter versus the AI, I was like, that's mm -hmm. the kicker. That one's the kicker for me. The positional one is the kicker. But he also does an AOE in large pulls. He single targets. So. Mm -hmm. Give some, I mean, take some. You, you take, you take yeah. what you can get. You can take yeah. what you can get. At least he does positionals. The big thing that was surprising is they get a lot of buffs. 
Based on what stance you put them in, they get like bonus HP or bonus attack power. They like double to triple Yoshi P's HP in free stance. Oh, you know what? Maybe maybe the healer won't DPS if they're not in free stance. If they're in healing stance, they might just heal. I wonder. Mm. That's something mm. to consider as well. Um, so do you guys plan on taking those squadrons into no. Wonders Palace and yeah. Dude, yeah, you got to get, get the, the sit-up. Yeah, you got to get the emotes. Yeah, dude. Got to get my squads, got to get my push-ups. Can I just be real? Can I be can I be candid with you guys? Oh, please tell me this is a Balmung comment. Yeah, and it sure fucking is. <laughs> it sure fucking is. If I don't log in a week after this patch come out comes out and I'm not walking down the street and there's just not dead bodies lined up with people doing push-ups, I'm going to be really disappointed in you, Balmung. It's going to happen. It has to. It's Balmung. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to say it. Mm. Ice cubes. So I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I mean, we all know. We all know. <laughs> That's it's it. Gonna happen. That's the whole comment. Sly, you don't want to. You don't want to get your push-ups. It's gonna happen. Come on, man. Just think about the awesome AFK screen that you'll yeah. have. You have a push-up stream. Working out. Yeah, you can. Dude. You can do push-ups while your, while your character is doing push-ups. <laughs> While waiting for while waiting for DPS cues, we can have squad. Get a green screen and then like chroma key yourself in there doing push-ups with your character. That's a. I'm gonna now that you said that, I'm doing that. You're asking my fat ass to RP doing fucking push-ups with my. Is it really role playing? Is it doing push-ups really role playing? Yeah, and then teabagging the squad. I'm gonna do push-ups while my character does push-ups. Fuck that. My fat ass ain't doing shit. There's not a drink beer emote yet, Sly, so you're... No, there isn't. Where the fuck is that? Where, where, Where is Ale? Yeah, can I join in, your in squad? Slash just drink ale. around and sit around and drink, right? Drink around? No, I drink like around. drink I like yeah. drinking. I'm around. pretty sure that's what my squadron does anyway. They're just yeah. still in, in, in... They're just like, the, is he ever coming back? Nope. <laughs> Bust out the booze. We haven't had a new mission in years now. <laughs> Well, still getting You're going to walk in there fucking scared. And I'm pretty sure I have like... application papers waiting on me. I'm like, okay. No. <laughs> no. He just opens no. up. Nah. No. Oh, man. Sly, you cracked me up. You cracked slash ale as a new emote. That's great. Yes. That's great. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get the, I'm. There's going to be achievements. There's going to be achievements and shit. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm sure there'll be more than just emotes. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there will be. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah, more emotes. Sure. Eventually, more emotes. Sure. Okay. Um, you can, and then there's all the little things you can assign AI types. You know, uh, they get the buffs that I mentioned earlier, and all that stuff, the glamours and whatnot. And then they showed gameplay, and we move on. Now, the next thing they talked about is job adjustments. They named, they named six jobs. I said, these jobs are getting, these are the jobs mm -hmm. we're going to talk about. Now, in the official translation, they officially go out of their way to say, please note that these are subject to change. Please wait for the final patch notes to be released. And here's just a sample of job adjustments. So we don't give a shit. These are good. This isn't everything. What you're hearing is subject to change. Nice. And please wait for the full patch notes. I say that mm -hmm. especially because there are, there are dark knights in here already looking at their warrior job stone. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I want, I yeah, don't drop the gun. I don't. I don't think Dark Knights are going to get any changes. That being said, unfortunately, no. I'm uh, upsettingly. So Warrior, 
Mary, you want to take this one? It looks great. I'm happy. Thanks. Now you want to tell us what they are? <laughs> so, listen, I was getting to it. I had to get my excitement out. So, uh, one of the first things they're doing, I didn't really think it was necessary, but I mean, I'm cool with it. It has a limited use, but they are increasing the HP regen from Steel Cyclone. So, that's nice. Um, and the important thing that they are doing here is they are changing Shake It Off, my everyone's favorite ability right now. I use it all the time. I, you know, I actually do use it all the time just so it could say it has no effect. Yeah, it's great. Whenever I use it, I scream it. I, I yell. You have to yell it when you use it. In like That's, a Taylor Swift kind of way or in like a Xeno kind of way? In a Xeno kind of way. Okay, just make it. They're, they're two pretty different ways of screaming yeah. about things. Yeah. But they're changing Shake It Off so that it applies a barrier to you and all of your party members, just baseline. And any... Basically, any defensive cooldown you have on, maybe any it seems cooldown. like most of them. Basically, any cooldown you have on, uh, you can essentially shake it off and remove it, and further enhance the shield by four percent for every buff that includes vengeance, inner beast, sort of battle, run tuition, etc. Uh, so basically, it's like a potentially stronger um, divine veil, divine veil without, yep. without the healing requirement. Yep. Oh, and just so, to clarify the other change, because Mary didn't understand this before we got yeah, started. Yeah, you, you, um, you tell this one. The Felcleave Decimate inner release changes. Um, all that it means is when you unlock those abilities, not, it's not going to get thrown in your hotbar. Because right now, I believe if you put Felcleave on your hotbar, it doesn't change retroactively to inner beast. So basically, it's just you get Felcleave at 54, but it's not going to be an assignable action. It's literally just whatever, wherever you have the other ability. It's going to work like mm -hmm. that way for all three. Because that was really confusing. I was like, they're already yeah interchange what are you talking about yeah i was so confused by it so just Redundancy. in other words don't think about it it doesn't matter really it's for yeah. newer warriors pretty much mm -hmm. how do you feel about warrior getting these buffs and then how dark knights are gonna feel mary <sighs> se is really bad at tank balance they're really so bad you can't at wait for balance. the fourth tank in the expansion right I want a new tank, but I want them to figure out that no, you can't have one job that has a bunch of utility, group utility, and one tank that has nothing. No, you can then, have one job that has great has great utility. You just also probably shouldn't make it be the highest DPS and highest yeah, that, defensive that's tank also, all, that's, all that's, at the that's same a time. Bit of a, that's a bit of a thing. Um, that's probably the bigger factor. I feel like Dark Knight having just you know TBN and it's single target. I feel like they need something else. Like a little something Dude, else. Just make Dark also... Passenger an AOE Black Snipe. Fuck it. <laughs> it's better than a blind <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Everyone else has an AOE shield. Why not Dark Knight? Fuck mm. it. And every need... person who loses it gives you blood. Yeah, they yeah. need they need something. They need something to kind of like bang them up a little bit because as it stands now, the meta. You know what'd be really fucking warrior. sick? You know what'd be really sick if they made it so um with dark passenger you can send blood price or something to like the other tank and then you can get blood prices effect from them getting hit the mp and the blood and shit mm. and then you just turn off grit and you say fuck it and you, <laughs> and you still have it on there you go i just fixed dark passenger for you and fixed dark mind because i think we've i dark mind actually confuses me the most now because the whole reason they made block block magic attacks 
Yeah. Because just blocking one type of damage doesn't work well. And then Dark yeah. Mind is still magic only. So Yeah. That too. Yo. That that too. Dark Knight needs a little bit of a facelift. They have some some kinda useless abilities. So Dark Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Sly and Ethos, this next one is for you. I don't know what you did to suck the developers' dicks. That Dragoon keeps getting changes to make it easier or stronger or you're, I mean, Monk had monthly buffs. You're getting, like, every fucking time. Like, this is... I want to I make that absolutely clear. Yeah. yeah we did you take this. this. But I'll take it. Definitely. Um, firstly, we've got Gaze the First Brood. Um, we're only got three eyes now. Which Thank means... fucking God. You get into... Well, again, I don't think we really needed it. Because we, we get in the life of the really? dragon a lot faster um mm -hmm. and, and honestly like at the beginning of a fight it takes a little time to get into life of the dragon if you're doing your rotation properly getting into life of the dragon like subsequent to that first time doesn't take very long um but now you're going to be in it pretty much all the time yeah like you might be dropping it for 10 seconds before getting it back up um which is crazy it's wild um, I don't know if it's going to have a massive damage buff because being in Life of the Dragon is not actually as like massive a, a DPS boost as perhaps um, it should have been. But now that we're going to be in it most of the time, I guess that's not so important anymore. So that's going to be interesting. It is going to be a DPS buff. It's going to be a massive quality of life fix um, for a lot of people. Um, but... Again, I don't think it was strictly needed. The one that's really interesting to me is heavy thrust. So the heavy thrust uh, bonus is, is being decreased. The buff is being decreased, and then all of the actions are being increased to make up for it. So that's a fair trade-off, in my opinion. I, I don't understand, because again, if you're doing, if you're doing your rotation correctly, how long have you got to put heavy thrust back on? You got ages like there's a massive overlap, isn't there? Yeah, there's there's at least six seconds of overlap. Exactly, you like doing heavy thrust. But Ethos, but they th they don't want it to be as punishing if you don't put it up. But, but that's the thing is like at this point you might as well just remove heavy thrust. I agree. <laughs> like at at this point it it should just go the way of phlebotomize and just remove it and increase the damage. And keen of flurry. Mm. Go the way of keen flurry. I'm sorry, I didn't remove Keen Flurry. I don't know. <laughs> it's still on my bars. Keen Flurry is still there. That's the best cooldown. Does does it work? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I still have Scourge for my Dark Knight. Yeah, Foresight on Warrior. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, don't talk to me about Keen Flurry, dude. You at least you didn't lose your Foresight. I lost my Foresight and Bloodbath. Sorry. I don't give a shit. And <laughs> And you stole back. my bloodbath, you motherfucker. I'm making great use I'm of sorry. it in Neo X death. Just so you, every time Alma Jess comes out, I'm like, man, I'm so happy I have bloodbath still. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, wow, um, that that howling that that uh, that forbidden shocker healed me for 2.1k. That's amazing. Wouldn't it be great if tanks had this? Yeah. Um, they but, are but this, making it kind of face rolly. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to see what the full scope is, but yeah, Sly, what do you got? Yeah, I was gonna say, do you really, do you really think both of these were unnecessary right now? I do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely unnecessary. Dragoon, where it is right now, is is great. It's a 
right spot. It is. He's he's not wrong. It's in a real. I mean, he's I, not I, wrong. I do agree. He's not wrong. I do think the that they the needed love in some thing. degree. The whole life of the dragon setup thing is like a little bit of a pain. But if you're doing everything right with the uh, the the increase to um, uh, blood of the dragon, you are not losing chub in between <laughs> um, mechanics or in between phase transitions or whatever. That's there's no excuse for that in any fight anymore, unless you're fucking up. All this is gonna do really is. Mm -hmm. Help the people that are fucking up. Yeah, it's like the last and, patch and did. It will, that's the thing, and it's like I don't, I don't think you should do that. If you're fucking up, it should be punishing. Yeah. If you're dying and you're having to get all your stacks back, it should be really. Punishing. I agree that the whole. I think that up. still was the one weakness for Dragoon was when they die, but they were so strong if they stayed alive. I really didn't give a yeah, shit that's anymore. Exactly. Like yeah. when, you, when you die, I mean, that's your DPS. It is gone. And if it's not mm -hmm. your fault, it is like the most inferior. You want to you tear your dick off and throw it out the window. Um, that, that said, usually it's your own damn fault. And it should be punishing. In fact, I think dying should be more punishing for everyone. I, hey, but I want to rip my dick off for every job I play. Yeah, I don't know about you on that one. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not um, saying that you. You know, you have to. I'm just saying that you should want to. <laughs> no, you know, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put my foot me. down on this one and say I, I don't All agree right. with that. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So this... you. So you don't think? Um, well, because we were already competitive to pretty much any DPS except for Samurai, except for. Oh, we're going to talk about Samurai, don't you? I've got words for Samurai. But you don't you don't like being competitive to other DPS with these changes now, Ethos? Oh, I like it. I said I like I I'll take them. I'm I'm happy with them. It's going to make mm -hmm. us uh, even even stronger. It right. is going to I I feel like it is going to be a little bit sort of like, oh, okay. Again. It's feeling a little bit uh, a little bit face rolling now. Um but it's not it's not as like we don't okay we don't know how much potency they're getting in in favor of heavy thrust i'm gonna assume a five percent increase though <laughs> i'm i'm guessing that it's gonna like 10 potency. i think it's gonna even out i think they, they're gonna add the equivalent potency of what they're taking away from heavy thrust and this um, goes alongside so that's the... gonna be i don't think that aspect is gonna be a strict uh dps buff at all and you gotta remember this goes alongside the non-positional non potency buffs we got uh what so back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i thought was kind of dumb as well yeah but there are a I lot of situations it, I when... look, like i say i'll take it it's fine mm -hmm. i'll take it not necessary we didn't need it nope. no you did not i half agree with you especially on the uh gaze the first brood so I, I was in favor. I was in favor for that from the get go. I said we that's fine that. in, in an in an isolated scenario, but alongside everything else, it's like all right, you may be you may be pulling too many strings here at this point when it comes to what you're doing because I think you're going a little overboard. <laughs> I think you could have just done the eye thing on its own and would people like mm -hmm. I and then you don't need the heavy thrust thing. And then you got Ninja who they acknowledged a bug that's been making Doton way stronger than it is, but they're going to balance it out so that your gameplay doesn't likely change. It was benefiting mm -hmm. Doton had basically. This uh, similar bug to what uh, the other ability uh, Bava had, 
it was do doing the wrong damage type, so it was benefiting from the dripping blades, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so they're fixing it so it's not physical damage, but they're also um, buffing its potency. So they're trying to even it out, so you shouldn't really see much of a difference. So single mm -hmm. target Dotons under TGC, probably the same. Shikuchi, they're making it fast, like shoulder tackle speed in terms of the jump, because the jump from point A to point B is a lot slower Ooh. than other yeah. things. I always felt like that was an okay trade-off, considering it was a position and not a target. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you're, I'm pretty sure there's macros you could make yep. that will basically allow just you shoot to shoot you to the target. It. Yeah, to just shoot you to the target anyway. Um, these are the two melee DPS. I want to talk about, not mine, Monk, I'm, I, listen, I feel like they're buffing the other ones too much, but I'm still pretty happy with Monk right now, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask for a buff of any kind. Um, remember, guys, Tackle Mastery is a 30 potency buff to Fire Tackle, who gives a shit about the rest of it, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But now I'm actually at a point where I'm worried about Samurai. Yeah. Because Why? at this point... It is high utility, and Dragoon's not that far behind it. Yeah, they've buffed all the other DPS so much to the point where Samurai's advantage it had at the beginning, what felt like it was kind of like, oh yeah, wow, it's in a perfect spot. You know, everyone's DPS is a little lower. Samurais are pushing good enough numbers to the point where you're like, okay, yeah, I can bring it a was Samurai. Low, wasn't it? No, it was it was in a pretty good spot. You were giving up any sort of utilities. You're giving up any mantras, any damage mm -hmm. buffs for the rest of the party. You were giving up a crit mm -hmm. buff. It, you're giving up. You were giving up something reasonable to bring a samurai, but its numbers were mm -hmm. so much higher than mine. I'm worried. It's. I don't think it's ahead enough anymore. I don't. And the only solution is you either push that one forward more, or you pull everyone else back. And we all know no one likes nerfs. So yeah. I dropped out of samurai. That was one of the reasons. <laughs> it's just they kept buffing the, the lower job, the other melee DPS, until the point where it was just... Ninja was the only one I was kind of worried about. I'm, I still am... Ninja's just out of control. It's been out of control since it launched oh, yeah. 2.4. It's still out of control now. And now Dragoon's getting out of control. Monk is, like, in a really good spot, but it's not out of control. And Samurai is just mm -hmm. out. Sir, my question to all of you, do you think we're getting away from... This whole buzzword of balance. I think the development team's getting away from the buzzword of balance <laughs> in favor of trying to make the jobs that are complaining happy, therefore going balance. Yeah. It feels like at times. Because samurais aren't doing I I don't think samurais are doing enough DPS right now. I think they should be doing more. If they're gonna buff all these other jobs, I want samurai's numbers to be even higher. Mm -hmm. And I feel People like samurais want that too. Absolutely. People are gonna make noise about that and then they're gonna do it because it seems like i feel like that's buffs. okay i feel like samurai is the one job when you buff it yeah. and make its numbers ridiculously high and i feel sure. like that's what you signed up for that was the whole point yeah. in the first place i think i think these changes are reactionary they're giving us what we ask for because yes. all these all these things are things that people have been asking for and i think that's mm -hmm. their, their new um i guess mo in a way is that it's not so much about balancing the jobs as about making people happy. And it's like, these are the things that you guys are playing at the moment. This is how you want to play them. All right, fine. Here you go. Buff Samurai. Square, square next. Buff Samurai. Maybe buff the version a little bit while you're at it, because you might yeah. need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I've almost pulled aggro on, on some fights that aren't 04 Savage at this point? Mm. When I'm on In 04 Savage, I'm like, number two. I pull. I almost pulled aggro on Alterite earlier today. I had a ninety-seven percent parse on Alterite, and I don't remember what happened, but I almost pulled aggro at some point. Mm. I was very, very worried. Um, so that's it for the melees. Then machinists. 
hypercharge effect is being increased. Now let's be a little more specific. I don't think they're buffing the damage aspect, like the percentage damage aspect. I think that's just mm -hmm. buffing the turret's auto attack. Because if they are if they are fucking buffing hypercharges debuff, I've lost all sense of what's real anymore. Because machinists are in an incredible spot right now. The only changes they need are gameplay related ones. And I look at that and I go, but why though? <laughs> Thoughts? Because. <laughs> I don't like I, the way I this ammo system works. Here's Hypercharge. Shut that. the fuck up. Is this not what people were asking for? Hey, we want that. We want the job to be more fun. Shut the fuck up. Here's more hypercharge. I don't give a shit. shit. More damage. I don't know what else to say. Like I don't. I, numbers I don't, are fun. That that yeah. Numbers fun. are fun. Yeah, we know it's not fun. All right, here I have a buff. Shut up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not gonna help. <laughs> what might help is these summoner changes, though, and these scholar changes. I want to talk about the Scholar changes first. Yes. Congratulations, Scholar. Scholar Hand is... claps. <laughs> you want to talk about reinforcing the old meta? <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about Scholar buffs right now. Yeah. So what were people saying was the most unfun thing about Scholar? The MP cost yeah. on Eloquium. Mm -hmm. And the MP costs. And the fact that Sucker's shields were ass, actually. I don't even think Sucker's MP was really a huge complaint. Increase soccer by 50%. You can't do that. So, okay. So, so let me just say this. The I feel like that's okay to a degree because Astro Shields are 150% and they get a 15% healing buff from Nocturne. So their shields are still right, better. Yeah, no, they're Nocturnal. They're yeah. I, I believe the cast time on Nocturne on Aspected Helios is longer than Sucker, if I'm not mistaken. So but just increasing their, their healing output. No, it's not 50%. healing output, it's shielding output. Yeah, shielding output by 50%, just just like that. It's like Make I it mean, even with you, nocturnal. Could you imagine, yeah. you imagine if it's mm -hmm. set in these in these patch notes, Dragoon's DPS has been increased to 150%? Okay, that's first of all, that's all of your job's DPS. That's not one fucking ability, alright. Sucker right? is like is like 90% of what you're doing, right? <laughs> no, that would be broil. Right. If they had buffed Broil by 50%, I would feel pretty strongly about it. Ridiculous boost. Can we get Broil increased by 50% real like, quick? I would have thought, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that it didn't need to be buffed. I'm just saying that it's surprising to me that they didn't increase it by, you know, like 20% and then 20% again, maybe in another patch and sort of see how it goes. No, they just matched it to Astro's. Astro's Not shielding sure. percentage. That's all they did. They just looked at how much the nocturnal shields were doing. Okay, 150%. They said, all right, sucker, here you go. You're at 150% too. Jerk each other's dicks off. They're going to give us the big sucker. Yep. S-U-C-C. -C. Yep. Suck. There you go. Yeah, give, me, give me the suck. Can we get some <laughs> sucks in the chat, please? Yep. Giggity. All right. <laughs> um, this is for Scholar and Summoner, but Sustain is back. Which they said they were considering doing. Not that big a surprise. Uh, mm. Titan, enjoy your time back in the limelight because it exists again. Have fun still not being able to soul the floor 200 on Palace of the Dead, but good luck anyway. Because sustain is not going to keep you alive through some of the shit that happens later in those floors. Sure uh, won't. Nope. 
And then you have Arcanist. Now, a lot of people talk about this for Summoner. It's kind of overlooked for Scholar. The cost of all the summons, Summon 1, 2, and 3, are being brought down, and the cast time is being brought down to 3 seconds. That's pretty dang good. That is a huge buff mm -hmm. for Scholar in every sense of the word, because Dissipation, one of the worst parts about that is resummoning your pet. This will make Dissipation far stronger. And it's not listed here, but that is a buff to consider. Mm -hmm. So the Scholars mm -hmm. of the Healer meta... Is I still think actually White Mage is really strong. Mm -hmm. Not as strong as like uh, Scholar Astro right I now. I still think I'd take Scholar Astro if I'm looking. But yeah. dude, honestly, Cure 3 at times it feels like it's irreplaceable. Like they did a good job in making Cure 3 and Plenary Indulgence and and some of their uh, yeah. some of their end of size and so many other skills just they feel so clutch. Like I I I would still mm. gladly take a white mage into anything and just look at... I will just go into the last phase and be like, Oh, you know what? I don't have any utility. Uh, How about my MP? Thin air, cure three, cure three, cure three, cure three. Go fuck yourself, never wear. Mm. I'm like, you know what? I like you. Because then the scholar or the astro on the other side is like, DPS, DPS, DPS. <laughs> so, so um, I would say the disparity between the three healing jobs, it, it's not that far off what we're getting there. I didn't think it was that far. I feel like this buff is pretty crazy for scholars, but I still love white mage so much. I mean, I do too. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. I just I just love white mage, man. They just and their white mage's personal damage output's also incredible. I, I like, like healers. Do you? Mr. They samurai. I'm not a samurai anymore. I was going to say samurai/tank. slash tank. Tank slash samurai. All right, fine, Mister Specific over here. Mm. All right. The white mage is still just fun. It's fun, yeah, it's and, fun. The, and the throughput is ridiculous. It's just it's just more fun than the other two, if you ask me. I like the sound effect of stone. Oh yeah, just like <laughs> yeah, no, no, do that one more time. Give it, give it, give it to us raw. I I can't do it on the spot. <laughs> You can't stone on the spot? No. It's on cooldown. Oh. My stone has a long cooldown. Can I get that on a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that on a shirt, mm. please? Because, uh, all right, anyway, moving on. So let's apply sustain, summon one, summon two, summon three changes, and then we look at summoner changes. Wow. So remember how I felt bad for Samurais after all the other buffs for the other jobs? I'm starting to feel mm -hmm. bad for Black Mages now. <laughs> I mean, the, the so the disparity between Samurai DPS and the other um, melee jobs has always been, I think, like greater than it was between Black Mage and the other casters. Like, Black Mage has already not been super competitive. Dude, mm -hmm. those fire fours though. After they got their changes back, oh, yeah, in, was it four point zero five where they got the twelve hundred spell speed buff when they got like point two seconds or, or they got like yeah they got like a full point two seconds off of like cast times and shit. That's like equal mm -hmm. like twelve hundred spell speed. Mm -hmm. They were really they were doing really fucking good. Oh for sure. And but... then this happened. Mm. <laughs> Is that the only I mean. Summoner needed something. I don't know if it needed this much. I think it but did. I don't. Honestly. I think I, this, I think this, this literally only thing here that looks like a summoner change that was needed is Ether Pact and the summon MP costs. That's it. 
I feel like their recoverability after death and devotion mm-hmm. being garbage were the t- only two things. And Bahamut, like, being a fucking, you know, needy four-year-old following your... That's... That's that's the other thing, which it, there's no mention of. So hopefully it's in bug fixes or something in the the full patch notes. So Tribind, I never thought I was going to see this in the patch notes, because my only thought upon seeing Tribind here is, really, <laughs> when you're in Dreadworm Trance, it doesn't bind. It's a hundred potency, and its cast time goes down. So, that's good. That's good. that's uh that's pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. And that's not all they did. No. Mm-hmm. Then they then they made Dreadworm Trance even stronger. When under Dreadworm Trance, Rune Three has no cast time, so it's basically an instant cast Rune Three, which means what used to be your stance, you know, try to turret up to get the most damage phases now. Well, you're the most that you now. You might as well be a red mage with how mobile you are, because you basically have, you have basically just I don't know, no cast time for 15 seconds at all in your fucking kit every minute. Oh, four easy. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> That's a good way to sum it up. And then on top of that, it looks like they're just changing the Ruin Mastery proc so that Ruin 4 is just Ruin 4 and Ruin 3 is, like, Ruin 1 becomes 3 and 2 becomes 4 and that's it. Because they're adding a new trait for Ruin 2, turning into Ruin 4. They're not, like, changing the old trait. The old trait is just Ruin 1 to 3 and then you have Ruin Mastery 2, which looks like change 2 to 4. So, that's it. It's I think it's literally just going to be, like, you know, Thunder 2 becomes Thunder 4, Stone 1 becomes 2, 3, 4. I think that's it. And mm-hmm. it's just Ruin 4 is your instant... Your instant cast outside of Dreadworm Trance now. Fuck it. Good, because I didn't like the way it worked before. Or easy. I don't like... What the fuck, man? There could be more. They said this is in everything. Summoners... What the fuck, man? <laughs> sure, this is going to be everything for Summoners. Well, you see, no. They're, gonna, they're holding this one down. Since Shinryu is dead, now you're going to summon him too at the same time as Bahamut. Oh, right, right. Mm. That's why they wanted to make Bahamut a little bit smaller. Yeah, so you have room for both of them there as well. Yeah, doing atomic ray and shit. See, chat's saying that it'll still be a proc. There's no confirmation of that anywhere, even in the unofficial stuff. It's just that it becomes fucking no cast time. (laughs) It's like, it could still be anything. It's just like, what the doing <laughs> yeah we're saying a new trait which will upgrade ruin 2 to ruin 4 so it's going to behave the same way as ruin 2 does that's what i read it as yeah i mean it could still be a proc that turns ruin 2 to 4 i think it's literally just going to be oh. a ruin 3 and you have ruin 4 and that's it yeah. i don't i think the whole proc system is going to be completely gone yeah i mean that's uh, that's what it's unless this is a translation error that's what it's mm. saying or just you know yoshi p words things weird i mean the whole fell cleave decimate inner release thing was worded really yeah. awkward yeah, I mean that's true, but this this seems very clear. Yeah, I know that. I know I'm reading that. That's what it says it currently does, but that's not at all what it's. <laughs> that's not at all what it's it's implying right there. I mean, yeah. you could say with with the justice to remaster Rune Four now replace Rune Two. It's just that there's no mention of there being a proc still present. That's that's the only thing. 
Because mm -hmm. I feel like, why would you just change Ruin 2 as part of the proc? Why would you not still just change Ruin 3 into Ruin 4? I feel like it's literally just going to outright replace it. And the one other change that was necessary, Devotion's AoE now. I'd like to point out that's really strong. Devotion, as a reminder, is 5% yeah. increased attack, attack magic potency, and 5% less damage taken. Probably the most overlooked aspect of it is it's 5% less damage taken. Mm. I'm sure it's going to be pivotal in... Ultimate. Muhammad yeah. on Muhammad action, baby. Yeah. There you so go. the um, yeah, and that's and since you bring that up, that's another question I want to want to go go into. Do you think these changes were made like every single job change you see were made with ultimate in mind? No, of course they weren't. It's just that I'm sure about that. Well, devotion <laughs> being single target was. I mean, devotion being single target, I think was fine. It was just the fact it was the nearest target. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm more willing to think they just straight up said, fuck it, let's just make it Because <laughs> we don't want to recode this thing to be targeted. Yeah. It, easier to make it AoE than to, to fix it. Yeah. Um, and then I got to remember, Summoner still has like either the Radiant Shield debuff for physical, or it's got the mm. Contagion for magic damage, and it still has an instant cast res in one form. Like This job's going to be strong, man. This job's uh, this job's gonna be strong, man. Sure is. And then uh, caster roll actions got some cooldowns reduced, and sure cast it, it doesn't fall off when you cast a spell, so you can actually prevent the knockback without having to. Yeah, stop not it. DPS, not mm -hmm. DPS. Saves you one cast pretty much, but one cast is better than nothing. Yeah. Um, Shinri's domain we already kind of talked about earlier. They said, "Oh, there's DPS checks and a new healing check." Do you think we're gonna have to heal yeah. something to full health to stop a mechanic? Like uh, the like platform, Valithria. Yeah, you'll heal the platform. <laughs> yeah, like Vali like Valithria Dreamwalker. Maybe. Oh, uh, that would be funny. That's the mm. equivalent of DPSing as a healer. Is when your healers have to get something in full health or you fail. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It's new. Yeah. I'll take it. Weapons probably I three thirty five. I think we can all agree on that. Samurais are going to need a lot of healing in the near future. I don't know what the eyebrows are for. Genji. I still don't know what the eyebrows are for. I was, just, I was making an Overwatch joke. All right. His katana looks like Genji's katana. Get out. The, the Shinryu one. Get out. It's green. Get out. Robotty. We're waiting. He's standing firm, guys. He's standing firm. All right. The show will go on, but there's only three of us right. here as far as I'm okay. concerned. All right. Uh, <laughs> the perform feature for bards, they showed it off a little bit. That's the one where bards get to play an instrument. And mm -hmm. uh, Yoshi P must have practiced for months trying to get the theme to Kugane, right? Because I refused to yeah, accept I... he sat down that morning and said, let me figure this out. You know the fucked up <laughs> part about this? Like when, I've, when it first came up in the live letter, um... We just did a show with um, a stage reborn. Yes, this would have been perfect for them. It would have been, but I have a feeling that Sokin's literally like holding up like sheet music with the button order, <laughs> and Yoshi's like very slowly pressing each one because he's like stops and like looks at it very closely, like he's like, "Oh shit, which mm -hmm. one's the right one?" Okay, okay, there you go. You could map this to a MIDI cable, Ed. Yeah, you could do that. Or you could like get a, or you know you could get like a real piano. 
you know, that's. I can't wait to be in the middle of stuff like a stage reborn. It's like they could have like a like an orchestra pit. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, except that it's going to have to be in game and not hooked up to a MIDI keyboard. Oh, you're saying like the person in real life is doing this with the keyboard? That's got to be awful for key binding. You can bind it. I know you can bind it, but it's probably it's probably going to be awful trying to because you got to make sure you're matching the octaves with the piano and that oh, the person doing it way easier than than any other way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Or you can just well, you make have, you a take, macro. <laughs> you got the latency too. You have to, take which that's why they yeah, delayed it because that. Uh, jitters is a real thing, by the way. It's not like they just use some word. You know, that's that's an actual term for, as they describe it, the latency, where it doesn't, it's not heard by people properly. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a real mm-hmm. internet thing. That's not a bullshit word, guys. So that got pushed back to 4.15, but seems pretty nice. HUD yeah. updates. Somebody have a monkey? It's a bird. Oh, is it a bird? It sounds like a monkey from here. It's like, whoa, whoa, ha, ha. Your bird's a monkey. Yeah, dude. Not, that's my monkey. Oh, that was a bird outside. I don't think we know what whose monkey it was anymore. It was right. my monkey. I got a pet monkey. It's not a monkey. It's just a bird. It's my monkey. There's, there's you don't mon- know. There's monkey birds and, and, and bird monkeys. You don't know so. if I have a monkey. I don't. <laughs> Only Johnny Bravo does the monkey. Anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Mary just mm. spanks it. There you go. So, uh, HUD updates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's pretty much just using everything they revealed, <laughs> other than two hundred percent UI size? I want three hundred. What what size is your display? <laughs> the size of my entire wall. I don't think it is. No, it's a really small wall. No, you no, one, no <laughs> yeah, it's just a really small. No, wall. no one's gonna use that unless they're four K four K display. A four K display. Even then, it seems like overkill, doesn't it? No, 4K yeah. display is pretty... Yeah. So, UI elements can get pretty small on a 4K display. I have a 1440p display, and I have to bump everything up to, like, 120 or 140. Mm. Because it gets really small. And that's a 1440 display. So, it's, uh, yeah. for the But everything mm. else. Everything else. I've been... I, f- I can't help but feel like this is because the PS3 is gone. I really can't help but feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Good bit of it. I feel like a lot of this is memory limit related stuff mm-hmm. and things they can show on the screen. It's I, yeah. So you're going to be able to separate your buffs, your personal buffs Finally. from other buffs, and you can prioritize your own buffs, and you can put and you can separate your debuff bar, and you can move them all separately and size them all separately, and you can have unique displays for certain buffs like straight shot and whatnot, and then. Fucking. And then you have the ability to separate the boss's health bar from his casting bar, from and just every like everything is better now, and we still can't see the boss's exact health without ACT. But I want that so good. I do want that one day, but I feel like they're gonna. There's too many numbers on the screen. Um. Uh, Can't do it. Memory memory limits. Can't do it. Uh, So who? Too many numbers. Listen, man, I still can't. Uh, Twenty-four man bosses, I still can't really properly apply debuffs. I'm not. I'm, I'm not asking yeah, for numbers. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you're a summoner trying to use faster. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sly, are you planning on just completely redoing your UI? 
with all this stuff. Bit. Little bit. What do you what are you planning on doing? Bit. Probably changing the debuff bar. Um, switching it from my my buff bar. That'd probably be the only thing. Everything else is just semantics. Semantics. I don't know about you, dude. I just want to throw a. I just want to be like, yo, if you don't know, I, I like, I'm gonna do UI video and be like, yo, guys, if you don't know what the fuck the boss is doing, here's what you do: you just take that target cast bar, you just shove it right in the fucking middle of your screen, and if you don't hit it, if it hits you this time, I got nothing left for you, man. I got nothing left for you. Two hundred percent sized yeah. bar. Yeah. I mean, out of out of everything, the main thing, the main takeaway, probably to me, is the job gauge. Yeah, the simplified job gauges look pretty nice. I think the black mage one looks stellar. Yeah. I don't I feel like most of them just kind of get rid of the special like obviously paladins isn't can't be any simpler. It just doesn't yeah. have mm -hmm. some of them don't aren't really that obtrusive. I don't know what the right. astro one's gonna look like. I feel like their UI is like the most straightforward and like every mm -hmm. element feels like it kind of belongs. It's just gonna be like four boxes instead of <laughs> Yeah, like eight bit boxes or something. Mm. Uh, those, yeah, the job, the job gauge is the other thing, and those look fantastic as well. You can yep. still choose yeah. to use the original ones, just to be clear. Yeah, but this is again. I'll, this I'll is choose. I'll I'd... keep some of the old ones, some of the new ones. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Some of them were kind of necessary. Some of them were redundant. I actually might use as a dragoon. I might use the simplified um, job gauge in terms of the normal. Job See, I think the Dragoon one of the ones we have now is probably the least obtrusive of all of them. Samurai, except, when it, except when it blows up in your face, it's like, oh, every time you have Life of the Dragon. Samurai is pretty straightforward. Yeah, Samurai is pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's straightforward. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of them definitely need this, though. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, then we have for new updates, we have Lost Canals of Osnair. Uh, they didn't go into any more detail there because they they covered that all in the first part yeah. of the live letter. Relocation service, they demoed it because they were afraid people wouldn't realize you'd literally just click yes to relocate when you buy a new house. Uh, mm -hmm. they also showed off that when you buy the house, all of your furnishings on the inside and outside, other than an etherite and the chocobo stables, which are gonna oddly be placed in front of your door for some reason, because they said there was a, a bug of some kind. Uh, it's all going to get mm. sent to your new storage unit, which is a good way to... I don't like that mm. it just completely removes everything, because it's annoying mm -hmm. to have to put it back, especially for mm -hmm. some people I know who... Uh, yeah, they better... I hope they're taking pictures. Let's just put yeah. it that way. Um, but it's a good way of getting you to know you have... Like, if a player has a house and they didn't read patch notes, there's no way if they relocate, they don't notice that they have a storage feature. Yep. And a storage feature is going to be nice. I don't even do. I don't even use a house. I'm going to use a storage feature. I'm just going to stick shit in there. Live in the storage. I'm just going to live in the storage. I'm just going to throw See, furniture is, in there. This is interesting to me because they were originally saying that if you were relocating to a house of the same size, it would just transfer all of the furnishings like as they were. Now it's saying they're putting them all into storage regardless. Yeah, I mean, it's probably they probably couldn't get they probably couldn't get it to keep it uh, perfectly. Mm. Mm. And so they're yeah. like, "Well, we can kill two birds here. At least, they, at least you have a storage unit now. Mm. Don't kill two birds." Yeah. Well, Speaking of all this, though, monkeys. you don't need to do that. Just move house. Don't kill any birds. I got a little PSA I want to put out here. All right, PSA. This is, this is coming up pretty quick here. If yeah. you are planning to get a house, be aware. This is something that people have done and can do. 
If you're going to buy a house, when you log on, make sure you type slash busy because people can trade you when you're trying to buy a house and it will cancel the purchase. And people will, on some of the popular servers, probably try and stop people That's from buying true. houses by doing that, by abusing that. So please. Solid PSA. Slash busy. Save yourself from people being able to... That's a, yeah. that's a dirty tactic. It, it sure fucking yeah. is. I did not know that until yeah. I've never bought a house. So. Yeah. You see that PSA is kind of a double-edged sword. Isn't yeah, it? I was people thinking that when I was saying it. but it's like, There's now people who didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. shit. I, I've heard there's, a lot about there's this it. Game, so. it's, like, it's like when people say there's this game-breaking bug. Here's exactly how to replicate it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a it's double edged. It's like on one hand, I've heard of it happening, so I feel yeah. like it's better to let people yeah, know. Like, no, I agree. Do this. So yeah, yes, yeah, busy. It's pretty unfortunate. All right, slash, slash busy, busy if you're buying a house. Yeah, good to know. Um, we have rival wings, the next PvP mode. They were gonna demo it, but I guess getting forty eight people together to demo it was a bit problematic. Literal mobile. Yeah, well, not literal. I'm it's. You're not I mean, it doesn't have like the MMOBA and all that. MMOBA. Yeah. Massively multiplayer online battle arena. PvP, Rival Wings, Final Fantasy XIV, Esports. Now, boys. I can't I wait was, uh, to see the oh, Rival Wings. Fun. The Rival Wings tournaments at uh, ESL, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I, I shouldn't. I was a little surprised. I probably shouldn't have been because it's precisely in looking at. Um, the more popular MOBAs and stuff like that that inspired like the redesign of PvP in the first place to having very, very few actions and being a lot more about like movement and coordination. So it's not surprising that they've done uh, something similar in drawing from that on the new modes. It looks, it looks kind of weird. I, don't know. I like I don't it. I, listen, I'll take fucking anything over Shatter. All I right? agree with that. Anything over three teams. <laughs> absolutely agree with that yeah having two teams awesome um i just i don't know i thought it was going to be more like a like a siege mode or something like that yeah me too yeah i i initially yeah. thought that as well and it yeah. feels like they still have that art that was unused that would like yeah thought hey the here's the castle that you're gonna They've had that art yeah. since they? good then they're still thinking yeah. about it yeah. maybe that'll be the next rival wings mode because that's one of the takeaways yeah, I mean, is that rival wings is separate from front lines it's yes. not considered front lines. It's considered mm. its own mode. Or it could be, you know, like the foundation of them building on other game types. Like it could be Rival Wings could very likely just be their game type modes for two teams and front lines are any of their game yeah. modes that have three teams. Yeah. Or yeah, so yeah. we could have like a castle siege thing still. Mm hmm. Yeah, like Rival Wings, Hinterlands, Rival Wings, other thing, and then the one of them's yeah. a Siege mode. I wouldn't be surprised. I actually think that's the direction yeah. they're going, where Rival Wings is going to be anything that only has two teams is considered Rival Wings. And then Frontlines is going to die. <laughs> yeah, which is why they probably want to do that like sp like highlighted PvP mode for the week style thing that yeah. they keep talking about. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. to be honest, it's been a problem forever. Every time a new PvP mode comes out, the previous one gets completely abandoned, which is... It's yeah. such an oddity to me. I know. As someone who's played plenty of games with PvP before that have released oh, yeah. new modes, I don't like, get it. Like, it doesn't go into the rotation. It just... Well, I mean, it honestly, a big part of the problem right now with Shatter is EXP. It's the easiest EXP. Free chicken. Yeah, even if you're getting third place, that's why you get so many botters in Shatter. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm still standing by the fact that I think EXP was a mistake. I think it was a good idea. I feel like people who play Final Fantasy XIV are just shittier when it comes to being efficient. Like, they're better at it, but they're in it, they do it in a shitty way. Yeah. Mm. I think that's fair. Yeah. It just sucks. You guys suck. <laughs> I've never had this problem with them, with all the other games I've played. Mm. It's only 14 who I deal when I deal with this shit. It's fucking lazy. Like, it doesn't take that long to level up. You don't need a bot to do it. Yeah. Just, just do it. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what else to say, man. It's just whatever. And then they they pretty much outlined what the the different bots do. The mammoths are the minions that run up the lane. They're their own NPCs. Mm -hmm. They move on their own. Uh Cruise Chaser is good at killing players and other uh oh, other yeah, machines. <laughs> but their defense is very, very low. Um, the oppressor is good at destroying uh, towers and cores, um, mm. but it does it's almost nothing against players, and it's also really slow. It's not that it's you can slow. see it running alongside. It's not that much slower. It's definitely slower, but it's not it's like it's really slow though. It's not like fifty percent the speed though. It's like tw it's like mm -hmm. twenty five, thirty percent slower than everything. But you're else. gonna like the thing is you're gonna have to guard it. Like you're gonna have yeah. to get some. I can't wait till uh, cruise chaser is attacking the nodes and. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't matter how much slower it is. It's like, can you outrun it? Yeah. Cruise Chaser, stop attacking the towers. Get the player. <laughs> it's going to happen. Brute justice just shreds everything. Yep. That's it. And then just run it down mid, other team. Fuck it. FF at 20. <laughs> and then if you're behind, um, if your team's behind, then Brute Justice is Wing Justice. Yeah, if it's just your core remaining, then Brute Justice, who is good against everything, becomes winged Justice and becomes even stronger. Mm -hmm. So it's, be so it's, a, it's a comeback cool. mechanic. That'd be cool. We, well, like in the official translation, it more specifically says you can only get Brute Justice when, uh, when your team is behind. It's not mm -hmm. winged Justice in the in the That's unofficial sad. translation. Yeah, so you it might just be that when he becomes when he's inactive, he shows his Brute Justice. But it looks like they control him as Brute. Wing Justice might just be one of his abilities. Mm. There you go. Um, I think it looks fun. I just want anything yeah, to get yeah. away from Shatter. Anything to get away from Absolutely. Any mode that has a PvE thing I can attack has been shit. They got rid of they got rid of Slaughter, which was just kill other players and the nodes in the middle. Mm -hmm. Secure, the worst part about it was the was the fucking Actually, I kinda liked going mid because people would always forget to defend their bases. Yeah. But I still like secure, but that's because I'm I'm a loser. Yeah, secure's alright. Yeah, no one else yeah. seems to think so. But at the end of the day, no. Three teams, and there was yep. always kind yeah, of yeah. no good. Yep, three teams. If they, so took, good. if they took that, and made it two teams on a smaller map, it would probably be a lot, a lot better. Oh yeah. Mm. All right, yeah. yeah. Um, then you have unending coil. So a few things to add to unending coil from before that we didn't mention when we were talking about the fight. Um, the new weapon has three materia slots as opposed to two. That same item lot, level. Boys. Yeah, it's the same item level, same substats, three materia slots. That's nice. So you are getting some mm -hmm. sort of character improvement based on this weapon. Nice. And a new asshole. Uh, they also clarified on the forums that even though they said here you need to be 340, that that is not actually the minimum item level to enter. Yep. Just as a reminder, if you're entering as a full party, there is no minimum item level. It's not like tanks need to throw on 340 accessories to enter. So they clarified mm. that as well. But you do need to beat 04 Savage, which we've we all agreed on here on the show before is fine. Because mm. if you can't Absolutely. beat that, what the fuck are you doing this for? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So I had someone bring up something interesting about the weapons okay. so we didn't get dreadworm red mage yes. and samurai weapons now we do 
we do. So maybe they'll remove the glow and put level 50 ones in. I don't think they will. I was wondering no. about that. I don't think they will. No, I don't think they're going to do it retroactively. Mm -hmm. They could. I just don't think they will. Yeah. yeah. yeah the um, ability's there. They just won't. They have uh, a glowy one. So they clarified the loot rules also. When you clear your first time for the week, you get a token, and it only takes one token to trade in for a weapon. There's no chest that drops at the end, which means that if seven people do it with one person who hasn't cleared, seven people who have cleared do it with one person who hasn't, the one person who hasn't will get their token that week and will be able to go get a weapon. But you can only get one weapon per week, no matter what. Whereas we originally thought you could farm the shit out of it and then just get everything. They want you, if you want multiple weapons, going back for multiple yeah. weeks and logging in multiple weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. That that might make some people concerned about like paying for carries, but I don't think <laughs> no seven man this. Let me just yeah. say this: I'm not I'm not advocating said practices, but I can tell you right now that's never stopped anyone before. <laughs> Listen, I, if you can if you can I, seven man no this fight, that's not what I'm saying. That's I not think, what I that's, think you've earned it. I, it's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, no, nothing's ever stopped anyone from doing sales before. That's all I'm going to say. It doesn't matter. If, it's fair. It doesn't matter. Trust me. It's mm. going to get sold. Oh, I know what Mike's Trust talking about. Trust me. It's going to mm. get sold. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. People will sell it, yes. But it is going to be more difficult. No, yeah. it won't. <laughs> no, Took it me won't. a second. Took me a second. No, it won't. The only the only issue <laughs> is you is you have to sell that same person 04 Savage first. <laughs> That's yep. about the only difference. Yup. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Return to Evilise. There's not really much more to say about that. They just said, please enjoy the experience. And Yasumi Matsuno did the scenario and. Uh, Okay, okay. By the way, we found out Amamiya actually was not the original designer of Mara. Uh, Mara was designed by the one who preceded him in the Shimigami Tensai series. Oh, no, no. That, no, I knew that. But we didn't say that he last did. week. We just kept saying yeah. he designed Jick Chariots. That's all we kept saying last week. And, well, he, did, and, he did it on Apocalypse. That's the thing. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay. And then other updates. Okay, so the first other update upsets me a little bit is Materia Retrieval. Why does yeah. this upset you? I don't like when markets are run into the fucking I, ground. I don't like this. It's I, already it's, crashed. It's really it's, I can still I'm still I can still make money off of it. I go get a crack cluster, that's at least some money in my pocket. Now I yeah. might as well just say fuck it. Well, it just kind of makes material feel redundant now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's pointless. It's Direct hit were like 70k on Balmung. They're like 30 now. Yeah. Just from but me then I'm, I'm just concerned on a, on a crafting yeah standpoint. so the crafters Good and Lord, gatherers yeah. are the one are the one set that i still gamble materia to try and get crafter and gather material mm, yeah like i'll yeah. i'll go grab some grade sixes off the board or if i get grade sixes from a dungeon or or lost canals i'll be like yes i can go gamble these get something awesome no now, one gives it, no one's gonna give a fuck anymore is it is it a chance of retrieving or it is, is it for a grade a six, chance. for a grade six, it is a forty percent chance, which we all know. And that's a good a, chance. No, that means in Square Enix terms, you have a zero percent chance of retrieving it. The four mm. is just there to make you feel better about yourself, it's and occasionally, okay. and occasionally it bugs out and works. That's that's all I've been able to determine from it. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make a mess. I I don't know. 
I just didn't think it was something. I, I'm a fan of this though. Like, I mean, I'm, so a, I'm a, so easy. But that's because slide uh, before before 4.0, so people easy. were giving yeah. you material. Mango material six fucking falling out of my pockets as I walk down the road. I'm like, oh, yeah. crafting material yeah. sixes. I can get those pretty easily. Yeah, yeah they're, pretty, they're not that bad to get. They take a little. They take a little more effort, but you can get grade six mm -hmm. crafting material. Yeah. Honestly, I'm okay with this if they plan on doing something more with materia, which I don't think they are. They're and not, if they are, it's not now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big mm -hmm. fan. I'm not a big fan. Crafters gatherers, you know, knock yourselves out if you're going to enjoy it as you move up your tiers. But uh, I mean, it's going to have lasting implications because it's going to be easier to craft up your gear. For crafters, which means more mm -hmm. crafters can get into the end game crafting market, ready. which means which that's going to deflate. Really yeah, easy to gear up crafters and gatherers at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty. So, it's, yeah, it's going to yeah. fuck with the economy yeah, pretty significantly over time, potentially. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. The economy's yeah. already shit to begin with because everybody's a crafter. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, all the crafted gear this time around is chump change. Yeah. I, I asked if they wanted to make the initial expansion experience easier, and they said, yeah, we wanted people to focus on getting as many experiences, like getting through as many different experiences in the game, as opposed to like spending a long time mm -hmm. grinding out. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, all right, but like literally my infusions are more expensive to make than they are to fucking buy, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you want from me right now. <laughs> yeah. That's mm. it. Who needs an economy? I'll just, go, I'll just go Path of Exile, I'll just grab some mirrors. I mean, that, that, that is a reasonable point. Like, who needs a fucking economy? Like, what do we need gear for? So I keep saying to people, what, do I, what am I spending gear on? Glamour. Like, I'm not. Mm. I can't, I'm colorblind, dude. I don't glamour shit. Hey, does this we, match? Uh, does this match? Uh, yeah. Sure. No, it yeah. doesn't. No, it does. Those, that's a shirt and that's a shirt and those are pants. Those match. That's about as far as I can go. Just wear this. Just wear the onesies. Chukbo onesie. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Desynthesis is going to be a little clearer now. You can see Desynthesis levels. Mm -hmm. Kojin Beast Tribes are coming. Hildebrand is coming. Mm -hmm. Although they keep saying it's more like Hildebrand a is. Yeah, it's not even Hildebrand. It's yeah. it's it's. Hey, you guys kept saying please do it again, and we're like, dude, come on, fuck it seriously. <laughs> hey, do it again. Hey, here's Nashu. Yeah, yeah. No, I hope he... they go back to being super goofy. Oh, what? Because three point five was three point five was like it was still pretty fucking goofy, but it, three point four was easily. It was a different three point four was one. easily the best Hildebrand. Yeah. Of of heaven's word at the very least. We're, They're we're getting away. Not... Slowly, but they're getting away. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're ever going back to what we got in uh, A Realm Reborn. It, it, no, with the trials, nice no. No. Mm -mm. I mean, yeah, I, I think asked about that at San Francisco, and yeah, she was like... <laughs> I feel like we saw Yojimbo get away from Kugana Castle, and I feel like if he's ever going to make a comeback, it'll be something Hildy related. Oh, you think we're going to, you think we're going to get Jimmy and uh, Hildebrand as, a, know, as another trial? Yeah, Jimbo. I think Jimmy EX. Cool. Jimmy would. EX. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. I think, uh, I think we might see that. Jimmy? Do you not yeah. want Jimmy at this? Oh, no, no, no. I love to see him. I was just about to make a really awful joke. Oh, it's no, all right. go ahead. It's go all right. Ahead. It can't you're, be worse than Mike's. You're already no, on the ahead. show, so we don't need no, no, jokes. Saying, I was just going to say that if he wanted his comeback, then he should. Yeah, I knew that's what was coming. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I stopped myself because it's a children's show and uh <laughs> a sly person Yeah, beer. watch your fucking language. <laughs> anyway, uh custom deliveries, Monago is the new custom delivery and the weekly resets on Tuesdays. I'm just going to use Monago to level. That's six that's six crafts a week and I'm and I'm Gucci and I'll eventually hit yeah. 70 yeah. by the time uh 5.0 rolls around. There'll be a crafting piece tribe eventually, hopefully, and then I'll level up both of them. Fingers crossed. I want one, but there's no there's no guarantee of it. And that's pretty much it for uh, for the live letter. There's a few little details here and there, um, and mm-hmm. there've been some clarifications since, like the UI post that they made, and uh, and I think you might want to make sure that bird's alive because it doesn't sound it. it. Sounds very frightened and scared and alone. That wasn't. There's still birds. It's not a monkey. We've already been over that. <laughs> uh, might have been. It might have been his chair leaning forward. It might have been squeaking. Yeah. Might have been squeaking a little bit. Um, and so that I mean, it was a pretty good live letter overall. I'd say the biggest takeaway <laughs> yeah. that I had was um, most of the new stuff that we lost the dungeon for is not in four point one. Yep. Because one of the other takeaways is Eureka got pushed back to 4.2. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and people are frustrated about that, but I would much rather them just do it until it's done mm-hmm. and then release it. When it's I don't ready. want another diadem. And, and the thing is, like, that's still... We're not getting less content in the long run. It just means that 4.2 is probably going to have a whole bunch of shit in it. The it's meteor. probably going to yeah. have Eureka and... A new date. Whatever it was going to have normally. Whatever it was, yeah, whatever it was already going to have, it's probably still going to have. I want to pose a question, you guys. Sly, I'll start with you. Do you think that Eureka being pushed to 4.2 is Mm -hmm. more a result of them forcing themselves to get 4.1 out in three and a half months as opposed Mm -hmm. to four and a half months and thus the schedule being pushed forward? Or do you think it legit no matter what, even if we had waited four and a half months for 4.1, that we would have had Eureka in 4.2? I think we would have still had Eureka in 4.2. And either way, I'm fine with either. I, I'd rather them take the time and I would wait another patch just for Eureka or however long it took. I just, like Epi said, I don't want another Deodem. If I we had to wait to. another month... For that was Mary who said that, but That's close. That's what I, I mean, said. Well... <laughs> I mean, well, we're the same person. You both look alike, so fuck it. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I'd I'd rather wait wait the time it took to yeah. really get it perfected. I don't. Yeah. Again, I don't want another diadem. I don't want something. I'm. I mean, I did diadem just for shits and giggles. Yeah, we all actually done. fucking just to say I actually fucking did it. And even when they yeah. even when they came out with the emergency um, missions, like I I still did it again. Just for shits and gigs, just to say I did it. Um, I don't want that experience anymore. I don't want to ignore this. This if if, if this is gonna be the way I get my relic and I'm still gonna go for my relic, um, then I would actually like it to be, you know, fun. Yeah, I would actually like it to mean something and take all the time you fucking need, please. If uh if they were gonna push the patch back to November and get Eureka in that. No, they would. I would have guessed Eureka would have been in the four point one five, which takes place four or five weeks after yeah. that, I, which I, is about two months from when we're getting this patch, which yes. is what my mm-hmm. guesstimate is. Yeah, mm. but it would also mean that we wouldn't be getting this patch for another month. Yeah, I'm not bothered by that all that. Much. That wouldn't bother mm-hmm. you. 
I, no. I feel like I've, I've, dude, I've been, I've been playing this game for content. Me too. I've been playing this game for so many years. Oh no, I I get that, but I mean, like, broad perspective. If we had another month from now before we got another patch, might start to damage numbers a little bit. So you don't think there's like all the con? People people are hungry. People are getting restless. So you don't think all the content we're getting in this patch is will be enough to tie them over until? No, absolutely not. Oh yeah, I I think it'll um it'll definitely tie us over to four point one five. Okay. Really happy? You don't think so? Why? Okay, so first of all, I do this every odd-numbered patch. Okay. okay. I finish the so much more than we do. I finish the entire patch in about nine hours, and then I grind it for the next however many weeks, and then I mm-hmm. play something else, and then I come back several weeks before the next patch comes out, and I do it again. The only difference is now in October twenty fourth, I'll have ultimate, which I don't even have a, a group that I'm starting for in there because my the group I'm in right now does the morning raids. Mm-hmm. Our person who set up the whole group is in the prog groups for Elysium, hence not that. I mean, that's his priority. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't even have a group to go into ultimate on day one yet. And then Rival Wings is still ultimately PvP in Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not gonna give any. I think it looks fine. I've just got. I've, I'm real, man. It's I. You've been burned. It's like even if it's we all good, have even if oh, yeah. it's good even if it's good I'm not gonna play it for you know however long you know I'm gonna I mm-hmm. don't need Shinryu weapons for anything we all the dog listen do I look like Fold and my and his Susano dog he literally did it four hundred times when we were like dude if you just have ninety nine tokens just wait and he's just I joined like, him one night I was like why are you, you still know, doing you this you know he still he has them out and he's still yeah. doing it what. Well, it's because it broke him. He's broken. Yeah. He's, he's broken done. Person. And he's, he asked in the other free company chat the other day, anyone for Susano? Throw up X's. Dude, and I'm just like... He was I, asking on Twitter. It's fucking Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's about problems, man. <laughs> you guys got some of that... Uh, When's the, you should ask him when the eternal bond between him and Susano is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be full of revelry. Yeah. Susano EX. <laughs> yeah, that that wedding's gonna be full of revelry. That's Fold. all I know. Got a problem. <laughs> and don't forget, Shinryu's doggo looks like he's terminally ill. I like it. I like. He mm. looks. He looks like he doesn't stop farting. Terrible. I, gas. I'm sorry. What kind? Of, if your farts are green, they are. They are in anime. If your if your farts are are so green and whooshy, you, you should probably go to a doctor. Yeah. Hence, that dog should go to a doctor. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so then what else is 4.2? 4.2 is the group chat. So you could talk mm-hmm. like cross servers with like That'd a group, cool. group, group style link shell. Mm-hmm. One thing we that confused talk. me was they said there was like a new type, a new like PVP and team registration thing in 4.2. I didn't understand that. So like yeah. esports like, boys. That was my first thought. Was is it going to be like an official no. like esports boys? Like, yeah. I think it's. I, yes. I I had a feeling yes. it was like a North American and like Jap because European has has theirs. The Japanese and North American servers have uh don't have a means of connecting the servers for PvP purposes. Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing so, I could think of is that North America and Japan are going to have all three data centers <sighs> able to PvP together. North America would have mm-hmm. both of theirs able to PvP. Be kind of cool. Do you think we'll get on the level of Smite and we'll try to like, push that? Try to push that. We'll get I'm like not, matches every weekend. 
We'll no, get no, like no, matches no. on yeah, them yeah. trying to push that yeah. and the resources they're gonna have to put into it seems like a colossal waste. But we've I, been going this route for like quite some time. Like the yeah, moves they made. Colossal waste. Trying to trying to push it. Just give us the PvP and let us enjoy it. Stop trying to fucking push it as like this whole thing. Dude, we got Flame versus Blaze like, now. That's the people, next people are either yeah. into it or they're not, you know? And if people uh, want to approach PvP in Final Fantasy Fourteen casually and no one's gonna take it super seriously, then just like let You know what I'm worried about? We didn't what? see any PvP gear. Are they gonna give us anything new with this new game type? Or is it just like new glamour? New glamour? Achievements, man. This is glamour. Yeah, you want new glamour, man? Yeah. Because they always give us new glamour. It'd be, like it'd be new... nice. The, here's the problem, though. They better not fucking do the thing where, let's say let's say you win 10 matches, you get the boots, you win 50 matches. You get... Yeah. All I gotta say is do not fucking tie any more achievements to just one PvP mode. It's the one of the key components, other than yeah. the fact that there's three teams, that leads to people hopping on the new mode and abandoning the old one. And mm. you're fucking killing me here with that Square Enix. Yeah. I mean, they, you think they did a good job with the Garo event because it was tied to like all modes. Yeah. It's still, I don't, it's not even an event, dude. Garo's canon with 14 now. That shit's never ending. <laughs> it's like literally, they're just like, yeah, no, it'll end sometime after Stormblood launches. They're just like, yeah, just fucking leave it in the game. Who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah. That's it. There's not, that's it. And everyone thinks there's going to be like a cruise chaser mount. In the in the air form, it'd be cool, but yeah, no. I'm just like, dude, dumb. it's not even an event anymore. Garo's part of the fight's canon, man. Amamiya's working on the game. Garo's gears and it's it's canon, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, oh man, um, and I'm sure there were other few things, but overall, how do we feel about the live letter? How'd you feel when it was all said and done? I definitely kind of agree that it looks it looks great. Looks great, but I don't know if it's going to be quite enough to tie the more hardcore players over. It Definitely the casual players. I think we'll be able to stretch this out. Stretch this out, but um, I feel like people I, like us, we're going to be done with it. And, I agree with you on that point. Thanks. However, I don't think I don't think anything ever ties over the hardcore players. No. No, but sometimes some patches are definitely a little more meatier. This one is. For hardcore players, we call Considerably those even-numbered patches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's definitely been a few odd-number patches where I felt like I had stuff to do. Um, this one just kind of feels a little, just a little bit. Listen, I, I love I Lost Canals of Uznair. pushing stuff away. I love Lost Canals of Uznair. I just used to like it for getting materia. I now don't give a shit about getting materia. So there better be some other stuff that's worth money in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to be adding a list. I mean, I'm I think gonna, I'm going to double up. I'm literally if I if I every time I get into the double oh, I'm double I'm doubling up 5 times. I don't care. I'm doing of course, it. You I, have to. You have to. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. Go all in or What's the point? Yeah, what the fuck is the point? You go all in or you fucking don't show up at all, you little bitch. Don't do it. Um I feel like bitch. <laughs> It just it, it feels a little <laughs> lackluster because they are pushing content away into, you know. 4. I still 2. think it's because they pushed the three. I think it's because they pushed it up for the three and a half months. I think that's really what it is. And the only things they could guarantee were like the core aspects in three and a half months. They've had years to develop these things in three and a half, like to have them ready on three and a half month schedules. Stuff that's mm -hmm. not there is stuff that they don't have experience getting done mm -hmm. in a short in a shorter window of time. 
Yeah, it, it is new because it's like last expansion they had time off, and it's like this time, just right back into it. So it's probably a new experience for a lot of them too. Just immediately getting off like this huge expansion grind and no breaks. Let's What's keep going. And all just burned out and you know in hospital. Right now, to be honest, Sly's reaction to you saying that. Sly's like. That's so dumb. I mean, like, if any, if any of us had to do those hours for that long without a break, aside from Mike, because he does that every day of his fucking mm. life, because he's stupid. Um, I mean, we'd be in hospital. Like, Thanks, man. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy culture. Thanks, man. I mean, Mike, Mike could be sitting there with, like, a catheter before he stopped working. I was surprised you went for the catheter with slide drinking at the same time. I was like, uh-oh. Please. Uh-oh. <laughs> Woo! Oh man. Oh boy. All right. So, is there anything else that we need to cover from the live letter, from some of the follow-up stuff? Is there anything that we missed that we need to hit on? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Fuck no. this shit. Let's get to your fucking host of the realm. Let's do this. <laughs> so, as uh, okay. So first of all, there's no Papa Murphys in this. Uh. Yeah, I made sure that mm. was that. So I, f- I found out that I... It, last week, I thought I hadn't edited it. I did edit the question and then never re-rendered it. But the World of Warcraft and Papa Murphy's pop-ups were in, in, on their own layer. Like, 17... Yeah, I didn't get... I was like, what is... 17, la- 17 <laughs> layers ahead of everything else. I was like... I, I, used to be a, I used to be a sick boy. Papa Murphy's. I know, I was, I was, in, the, <laughs> I was in the hospitals. No, no, no. It was... <laughs> I was it, like, is this, is this like, <laughs> again? Like, no, no, no. He said, he, over my head? no, he said, and the only thing that gave me solace was books. And then it popped up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Maybe Papa Murphy wrote a book. You don't know. <laughs> I would read a pizza, dude. I would love to read a pizza. I would read a pizza. Guys, he mm. would he would I thought read... you were like, don't read books, eat pizza, you fucking nerd. I was like, alright. Yeah, I was like, what a fucking nerd reading books. Eat this goddamn pizza on the screen. So everyone demanded the three horsemen that I do a host of the realm. As yes. well as many people here. Even though fair I've done fair. I've done videos with all these answers in them before. But I did it anyway. It took me 26 minutes to record it, and the video itself is 23 minutes long. Holy shit. I only cut three minutes out. Because unlike unlike all three of you, I already had said all this shit a million times. So I literally just... I've said all this shit a million times. I've made videos of this shit. I basically just read off my old scripts. No, I'm kidding. I didn't do that. But it felt that way at times, pretty much. So I have it here. It's been available on Patreon for two days, and it'll be available on YouTube after State of the Realm's done tonight. And then it'll, of course, be on State of the Realm when you're listening to it on audio, which uh, there'll be a little announcement about that somewhere in here. So anyway, can we get this over with? Yes. All right. Let's do it. I'm muting my mic. You guys mute yours, and I'll see you in 23 minutes.
Hey everyone, Mr. Happy here, and welcome to Host of the Realm. I didn't want to do one because I talk about this stuff a lot, but you know what? The other three horsemen should all be on the same show that gets to air this, so let's, uh, let's give them something to laugh at. With sad music, all that junk, let's do a Host of the Realm for Mr. Happy. So what was life like before Final Fantasy XIV? Well, you gotta remember that I started playing XIV back in 1.0, but I barely played it. I played it for two months when it came out, another like month and a half at some point later down the road, and then like another month maybe. I had my subscription paid, so I got legacy status at some point, and that's, let's just not include that. Let's just kind of go before A Realm Reborn. So I went to college at NJIT, and then eventually took some online courses uh, after I started kind of just feeling uncomfortable physically being at college. I wanted to be home more. So I did online courses for about a year. I was working at a company in New York City. I don't remember what their name was. It was like, it wasn't Qualcomm. It was, it was something calm and it began with a Q. Uh, Quickcom, I think it was. Uh, I worked there until March of 2013 when Vodafone bought out the company and they cut two thirds of the staff. So I lost my job and at that same month, I had actually injured my shoulder. I was doing like insanity in my own workouts and I was helping my cousin with, uh, you know, training, not really doing the personal training, but we would talk about exercises and workouts and, and we would see each other at the gym and uh, help each other out with that stuff. And I pulled my shoulder, I couldn't work out for like six to eight months and by that point I was already doing Twitch. So things weren't going great for me before Final Fantasy XIV came out. You know, I wasn't losing interest in college. I was like tens of thousands and still am tens of thousands of dollars in debt. And I had lost my job that was paying for my bills at that point. So it was pretty bad. The one redeeming factor was that I was really big into charity work. I did it a lot in college. And eventually, um, before I even lost my job at uh, Quickcom, I was working with the Save the Children Foundation through Gaming for Good. And I had the option to, or I had the uh, the opportunity to do a night stream on Athene Live's channel. And doing that, we managed to get over 400 subscribers, which Twitch was giving all the money to the Save the Children Foundation, and the US Aid was matching it eight times. So every $5 sub was $40 to charity, and we managed to get 400 of those. Plus, I think later down the line, we got some direct donations to the charity as well. And after that, and I had already been doing some Final Fantasy XIV videos, I got to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, and that's when I, this kind of began, was, was through that. And then kind of just dove into it around June of 2013 and said, you know what, I'm just, whatever. I've got nothing going for me right now. You know, I had already met Mel, my girlfriend at that point, a few months prior in Ragnarok Online 2. And, you know, she was the only thing I had going for me, really. And she was the one who encouraged me to you know, before Final Fantasy XIV came out to just, whatever, try it, take the dive. What was the worst that could happen? I had nothing else going on at the time. So, you know, it's thanks to her that this even kind of exists in the first place, all of this. Uh, and that we'll probably get into a little bit more later. But then, you know, summer went through, so just kept making videos, preparing for Final Fantasy XIV's launch, and then Final Fantasy XIV launched. And we'll get into what happened after that, you know, in the next few questions. So the first question being, you know, life before Final Fantasy XIV, obviously my life took a big change after Final Fantasy XIV had officially launched. You know, I, at that point I was trying to produce YouTube content full-time and even started to start doing uh, Twitch full-time. So basically the brand of Mr. Happy was what I was trying to do 
full time, and it was mostly focused around Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I know it would seem like it's probably all, you know, sunshine and rainbows after that, but a lot of you who are more frequent on my channel knows that it was pretty far from that. Twitch was a lot harder to get partnered on back then. Obviously, YouTube is wasn't... It was better then than it is now with all the things that have been going on, but it still wasn't something that was super sustainable, so it, it seemed like I was kind of in over my head a lot of the times. And uh, Mel's the one who pulled me up and, you know, really tried to make me have confidence in myself, and it was it was a long fight. Because I, for months and months and months, for actually for years, I straight up didn't have any confidence. You know, I wanted to play games that weren't just 14 because I had other interests. And I felt like I couldn't because if I wasn't playing 14, I wasn't going to get partnered on Twitch. And so I started to resent the game at times and resent what I was becoming myself. And she had to, she had to pull me through all that. So luckily with Final Fantasy 14 itself, I was actually having a good time. It was just when other games came out, I'd be like, no, nah, dude, I can't right now. I can't, I can't play it, but I really wanted to. So it was this fight against doing exactly what I wanted to do versus what I felt like I needed to do in order to move my life forward. But with Final Fantasy XIV itself, at least, I've had a great time, even through all the ups and the downs and, you know, the content droughts and the content and content that flourished and everything. It's it become so integral to my life that even during the low times, I'm still happy for it. I'm still happy to have it. And that's not a joke for the internet to enjoy. Um, I don't know what I would do if that game had never launched. Because I don't know where I'd be right now. I don't know if I'd just be working some dead-end job or, you know, if I would have just accrued even more debt trying to go through college courses, figuring out exactly what it is I wanted to do. I don't know. But I always wanted to work in video games and I love talking about video games. As you can see, I love talking. And so it just all kind of it lined up for me perfectly. And uh, I'm so grateful that 14 is, is in my life and that I have this and that because of this, I can provide for my girlfriend and I can, you know, have my own apartment and I can have all these things that are mine and I'm not a dependent anymore. I'm, I'm independent and I'm independent with someone in my life as well. So I mentioned a lot of ups and downs. So that's that's the next question. What were some what were some of those ups and downs? Um, I obviously mentioned feeling like I was forced to play 14 even during content droughts because it was the only way I was going to actually get partnered on Twitch at the time. But uh, that's that's not really the only thing. Um, I, I grew up in New Jersey and I grew up in kind of a rowdy environment. And so I was I was a lot rowdier in my nature back then. Um, a lot of my ups and downs came from just kind of instabilities with me and my perception of events and what the correct way to handle them were. I've said some pretty stupid things. I've done some pretty stupid things. And I've apologized for them, and I'd like to believe it's gotten better. Um, but of course, there's always times where I feel like, did I really make the right decision there? Did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? And that's that's kind of always been the, the toughest thing for me. That's where most of my downs are. Times where I'm just questioning myself. And times where I'm... I, definitely didn't make the right decision or I, I didn't hold myself to the standard that I thought I was holding myself to and it began to unravel now some of the ups are just times where I feel like there's a lot of energy and a lot of hype I'm very I'm very uh parasitic which is a weird way to describe myself when it comes to other people around me and their emotions like if there's a lot of positivity I did I tend to like ooze positivity like I just absorb it and then I ooze it back out when there's a lot of negativity, I tend to do the same thing, which is why my ups and my downs are so bipolar in a sense. So I'd say that for the most part, it's been ups. Like my life has done nothing but get better since then, since Final Fantasy XIV came out. 
But that doesn't mean there haven't been hardships along the way. And I think that's an important thing that a lot, I feel like I need to say out loud because I, I almost, I almost never really say that. So how did State of the Realm come to be? Oh man. So I used to do a podcast for a website called Game Breaker, and they did a bunch of podcasts for a bunch of different games, League, World of Warcraft, and they did one for 14, and they did one for 1.0, and it obviously 1.0 was 1.0, so that show didn't really last, but they brought it back for A Realm Reborn, and somebody brought it to my attention that Game Breaker was doing this podcast, and there hadn't been no, no one had publicly planned any podcast for 14 except Game Breaker, as far as I know at the time, other than maybe like Gamer Escape or Limit Break Radio. They might have been planning stuff already at that time. But I reached out to Burn, Magic Man, and said, hey, I heard you guys were looking for a third host, and I don't want to interject, but I'd like to try out for the spot. And Burn emails me back and goes, dude, I was about to ask you if you wanted to be on the show, so that works perfectly, you're on. And I was like, cool, and I'm super nervous, and I didn't know what to do. But we did that for a, for months and months and months, and then it just, Burn couldn't really do it anymore, and I didn't feel like Gary and I were, like, adequate hosts, so I kind of just dropped the show altogether. Um, about a year later, Mel was saying, why don't you do your own podcast? And I was like, I don't know, I, I was nervous, I'd never done a podcast before, I don't know how to set anything up, you know, I'm gonna screw up, I was, it's just telling myself I couldn't do it. And finally, Mel convinced me, no, like, really, you should do it. Like, there's, you, you keep making these excuses, but you really, really need to do a podcast. And I was like... Okay, let's try and figure this out. So we auditioned a few people, and Sly was the one that we went with. We felt that he was a great contrast to me, whereas it didn't feel like there was much discussion being had with the other people who had auditioned. So it felt like, even though sometimes he was contrary to me, just for the, it felt like just for the sake of being contrary, at least he wasn't just sitting there agreeing with me. And he was always trying to spark a conversation of some kind. Uh, and he also just... As me as a more hardcore player, it felt like he was the casual player who was in the conversation. You know, he doesn't know everything. He doesn't need to know everything. Just there were so many elements that I felt lined up perfectly. And it does, may not appeal necessarily to the hardcore players, but I know a lot of the more casual players love Sly's perspective. And that's the main reason why we brought him on. Um, after that, it just week after week, you know, Mel was, Mel was the one doing our overlays. And Mel was the one setting up show notes and everything. And then eventually, I was able to take on that responsibility and uh, make sure moving forward that everything was designed properly. You know, we had our actual designer do some of the things and we had, uh, and I was the one writing the scripts or Sly was writing scripts or things like that. And it just evolved from there. You know, we, we went a few episodes, we started realizing we wanted guests, we wanted Burn to make an appearance, we wanted Ethis because he was the lore guy at the time, who was, you know, who was like the new lore guy at the time. Um, we had Mary who was getting popular from, uh, from, from Mary Shorts. And then we just kept doing, you know, we did a bunch of different shows. We did a show uh, that Mel organized on uh, couples who play the game. One Sly and I weren't even on. You know, we just literally had completely different people who weren't us on the show that week. And it went okay. It wasn't the greatest. You know, we had Miz on for an episode. We've had Zeno on recently. We've had Larry. Like, we've had so many guests on. And it's been a real pleasure to do this show week after week. Even on the weeks where it's, like, dead. And there's no news, nothing. And we got to bullshit a show. It's been such a great experience for me because I've been able to bring people together week after week to talk about a game that we love and that we want to see be better and do better and talk about it and like that's what I've that's what I want that's what I've always wanted and 
I'm glad that it's not stressful anymore, because it used to be so stressful. But now it's just like laid back slide and I'm just like, alright, we've done this before. No script this week? Who needs it? <laughs> yeah, I should really start writing scripts every week again. I don't do that anymore. If there's no news, I'm like, Sly, I'm just here. This is what we're talking about. I don't know. Figure, we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, that's not responsible. But anyway, uh, just as a little uh, side note, I'm going to talk about this after Host of the Realm is over. But uh, it's now available on Google Play for State of the Realm, by the way. So enjoy. So reading comments every week for State of the Realm, what is that like? Uh, man, so Sly talked about this on his Host of the Realm, where uh, he, I kind of took over the responsibility of letting him know if there was something in, like, the, the comment section about something that happened, or if it was relevant to the show in any way. And a lot of the times it's difficult reading the comments for State of the Realm over other shows. Because in most of my other segments, you know, I'm the only one there. I only have to worry about if people are saying things about me, or people saying things about what I said. But when it's state of the realm, seeing people talk about what like Sly says or what Ethis says or what Mary says, it's hard for me to process that and be like, well, what can I do with this information? Is this even important information? And a lot of the times I just kind of read and I go, wow, why? Like, what is, what is the problem right now? It just feels like, like, and then sometimes you have like one person every week that someone's on, they say just the same shit every week. And you're just like, dude, like. I get it. Like, stop commenting the same thing every friggin' week, and it's like the same few people. And it's just frustrating for me because I know that the other people on the show are reading these comments. And they may not be telling me, but I know that they are because I'll have a discussion with them. At some point, they'll be like, yeah, I was reading some of the comments, and I go, oh, and I know you saw the comments that I saw. And some of the comments are downright dumb. Like, they're, like, I've seen racist ones for Sly. I've seen... I've seen racist ones for, for other guests. I've seen sexist ones when we've had female guests. I've just seen, like, so much dumb shit in our comment section that, dude, it wears down on your sanity when you see some of that sometimes, man. And, you know, kudos to the fellow guests for still coming back on the show and and still talking. Like, that, those comments don't exist because I can take my own comments most of the time now, but, man, I have a harder time reading other people's comments or comments about them. And it seems like they've got the the mental willpower and the strength to push through it. And I'm really proud of everyone who's had to who's had to do that, who's decided to come on the show, whether or not they wanted, they like, and whether or not they were like confident in themselves and overcoming that, and then coming back on the show at times. You know, it's tough, and I'm I'm glad to see that we have so many strong members in our community who are capable of doing those things. So describing FanFest, well I went to both FanFests and talking about the downs, the first FanFest was I didn't know how to do that. Like I tried to shake hands, take pictures with almost everyone I saw, but by the end of the weekend I had such an emotional toll that it kind of unraveled the whole weekend. You know, I couldn't handle that there was a Reddit thread about me that I didn't understand that I didn't think happened. And then I didn't, I couldn't take a picture with, with uh, two people because I was just so emotionally drained that I just kind of broke down in the first fan fest. The first fan fest wasn't great for me. It was not great by any stretch of the imagination. Second fan fest was incredible by every measure of the word. I got to watch, I got to see everyone who had never like been to a fan fest, like all of the people that have grown over the years. I got to see Miz, I got to see Mary, I got to see Ethos, I got to see Sly for the first time in a long time. 
and I got to see them all like be in this environment and have a good time and it made me so happy to see other people having fun and being happy because it felt like at the first one everyone was miserable just trying to get through those lines and it just it felt like despite an expansion announcement like there was just such negativity in the room and then in the second one there was all this positivity and there was other than of course some of the 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 merchant the merchandise line everything felt open and less stressful and it was just way more laid back and it was just at that point every excuse me everyone had had so much more time to develop themselves that i didn't feel like a stranger in a crowd that like just sometimes people would wave at me and say hi mr happy can i take a picture it was like it felt like everyone was there and everyone was kind of there together you know people were just it was it's just a nicer environment it's so hard for me to put into words exactly exactly how it felt but the, it was just a way more positive experience the second time around than the first time around. You know, the, the dinners, the drinks, the, the conversations, you know, I felt like I had more time for people. Um, and I wasn't just rushing from thing to thing because the lines were ridiculous because I just kind of stayed out of all the lines at the second. You know, what? that's why the second fan fest was better. I didn't get in line for anything other than Ultima. And I was like the second group or like the first group to get in. So that might be why my second one was so much better. I literally stood in no lines and I just talked to people the whole time. And for me, that's really what I love about the FanFest experience is getting to meet people and discuss with them and make people know, you know, I'm not just a, hey, I'm going to take a picture with you and say bye, which is kind of how the first FanFest went. I was like, no, I can sit here and I can have a conversation. And if you see me having a conversation and you're not in it, just feel free to come in and say something, you know? I had to do that a ton of times. Hey, you know, I saw you're standing there and I keep seeing you looking over. You know, I want you to know I'm having this conversation, but you're more than welcome to come in and say hi. You know, don't feel like you're interrupting. I would just... It was a way more positive experience for that reason, I think. So what's next? You know, obviously things, you're pretty sure of how things have been since FanFest number two. Um, what's next is kind of a tough question because I say this, I've said this a lot before and I don't want to just be a one trick pony when it comes to Final Fantasy 14 for the channel, but I'm always, over, trying to overcome this fear of producing content that isn't Final Fantasy 14. Even Final Fantasy 15, which is a Final Fantasy game, because of the controversy around that game, as much as I love producing content for that or Final Fantasy 12, a lot of the times it becomes taxing and uh, a lot of people just show such like a lack of interest in it. And on top of that, YouTube kind of wants you to do like bait clicky titles now like what is this like for example uh <laughs> what warrior the best tank now question mark shake it off buffs confirmed like you got to do titles like that for youtube to even like consider you and its algorithms nowadays and it feels disingenuous and and uh and and fake to do comment to do comments or titles like that so uh what's next is tough well, there's a lot of rpgs coming out and i really want to solidify doing reviews on RPGs and doing gameplay segments on RPGs. You know, if there's an RPG I'm interested in, I want to be able to put a video out about it and talk about the things that I like about it, or the things that I don't like about it. Or I want to be able to put a guide out for a difficult boss or a difficult part of a game or a set of achievements or anything along those lines. Like I'm, I'm rarely ever going to get every video I want done on a single video game. I'm just not efficient enough at it. And maybe that's the other thing I need to work on for what's coming next. Maybe I need to work on being more efficient but i think the next step for myself should really be to take care of myself a little bit more i really don't i stream from i wake up at 5 30 every morning i stream from 7 a.m to 2 p.m pacific i go eat or i do or i work on something like this and then i check youtube comments i check twitter i check facebook and i check uh 
and I check, uh, there's one other thing I check, and I can't remember what it is right now because my brain is fried. Um, I check comments across all platforms, pretty much. And I try to interact, and I try to do my social media, and then I try to see if there's a script I want to write, or if there's some sort of inspirational topic right now, or some news I want to make a video on, and it's, it's, by the time I'm done, it's time to go to sleep. And I go to sleep at like 8.30, 9 o'clock, because I wake up at 5 in the morning, you know, 5.45 in the morning, and uh, it, there's no time for me. There's no time to go out for drinks, there's no time to, to, you know, grab a bite to eat, and when there is that time, it's very limited amounts of time. There's no vacation time. There's no, there's no anything. So I think that's the other thing. I got to start taking time for me. There's just, I'm just always have this fear of if I don't, if I, if I'm not always working, then I'm slowing myself down. You know, I'll have plenty of time to do that later, you know, when I'm old, but dude, if I keep stressing myself out like this, dude, who even knows how, how old I'll actually live to be. So that's going to be next step is keep doing 14 content, start working on other reviews and stuff for other RPGs, other videos for other RPGs. And, uh, Whenever some sponsor stuff comes up, I'll do that too. And then try to take care of me, because I don't do it, and I really should. Final thoughts? I mean, kind of just all what I said already. You know, Thank you everyone for watching this and for enjoying it and for supporting segments like this. Uh, I want to do more segments for State of the Realm. Can kind of consider this a wrap-up on Host of the Realm, though. Since we don't really have many other hosts that are super consistent. Like we have hosts that we bring on like Ash or Burn or things, but they're so, it's very infrequent. So we may do something else, some sort of community highlight segments or stuff like that, where maybe people who aren't necessarily guests all the time can still get some uh, some airtime here on a, something like a similar to a segment like this. But I'd like to start producing more uh, pre-made segments for State of the Realm that dive into stuff that isn't just whatever the latest topic is for the week, you know, as opposed to trying to do a whole show about a certain topic, we maybe have a segment where we interview somebody on on a, a segment or interview someone for a segment about something that's going on in the uh, in the community currently. So I'd like to do that, and I'd like to keep expanding the show in other ways. I feel like we've really not expanded the show, or I've, I'll take personal responsibility. I haven't taken the steps to expand the show as much as I probably should have, and that's something that I should definitely get working on. So thank you everyone who supported the show, even through the weeks with the flubs and, uh, and the no news weeks and whatever bullshit that we're working on at the time. Uh, listen to us talk about dick chariots or whatever it is. Uh, it's, it's really made the show much smoother, much more chill and way more relaxed to produce knowing that every week I've got, we've got people tuning in and every week we've got people, uh, talking about it and and commenting on it and asking for you know improvements or fix this audio or do that because it means that you care and that you want to keep watching it and you're only criticizing certain aspects because you want to enjoy the show more and i want you to enjoy the show more too but uh that's a wrap for my final thoughts thank you everyone for watching host of the realm with me mr happy the final of the four horsemen and well I'll see you when State of the Realm, when this is done, because this will be airing during that, and I'll, or I'll see you in the next video if you're watching on YouTube separately. So thank you, and until then, take care. Dick Chariots get into everything. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, so before I swap off of this, uh, Mary had an emergency and had to go. So I have replaced him with another another fitting image uh, that represents his shaved face that he's going to have very soon, uh, courtesy of our good friend Denmo, who left us with this image uh, two weeks ago. 
So uh, that's that's the new Mary for the time being. Uh, it's, it's great having him having him on the show. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, he uh, he just uh, he had to go for a little bit. So did you get did you did you to get your feelsy moments, your sad music slide? Is that satisfactory enough for you? Dude, that was the best one. It's also the longest one, which is fitting considering yeah, it's me yeah. doing it. Yeah. I've got the biggest I'm, I'm, dick and I've got the longest host of the realm. There you go. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. Proud of you. <laughs> there you go. That's that's what I did. But that's the last one. So I gotta figure out if we're doing other segments or things like that, uh, how they'll be different because uh unless we want us to just rotate it every week. I don't think it's gonna work. Oh man. Uh, but anyway, I think on that note, we can call it a wrap for the show. I don't know what next week's... Oh, well, next week's show is first thoughts on, uh, on 4.1. This is. Not spoiler cast. Spoiler cast would be the episode after that. So mm-hmm. you get a break next week, Athos. Oh, thank you. Do I? Do yeah. I get a break? Yeah, you get a break next week, man. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome. All right. Okay, so uh, on that note, uh, let's start with. Uh, hold on, let me make sure that I, I guess the other scenes might be messed up too because of uh, Mary Lena. Let me just make sure. All right, so Mary, where can they find you at? Oh, you can find me at twitter.com, twitter.com slash Mary underscore Mary. You can find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash forward slash Very Mary. Uh, and you can find me on YouTube. Just look up Very Mary and. Uh, Stop. Watch Please. God damn it. No. I promise I'll come out with another video at some point. Okay. No. Right. At this should have done Mary. At this. At this. No. You do Mary. Please. No. Please. No. Don't do Mary. That's sexual. Perfect. We don't need that. Okay. This is right. perfect. Okay. Can, can we have a segment where you just have a conversation with like a sock puppet for like 40 minutes? That's pretty much what I just did as the sock puppet conversation. That would honestly, that'd be hilarious. That'd be amazing. I'd love that. That's just, I'd say that Loopy Lupe, which is a, a Jeff, Jeff Ramsey does that character in some of the more recent mm-hmm. Achievement Hunter videos, would be Next my Next time Sly can't do a show, just do that. Just And I'll do. put it on, and I'll put it in the separate section too, so like yeah. I'll get, I'll get yeah. my other camera, yeah. and I'll just be like this the whole time. That'd th- be so good. Alright, well before I give you all nightmares, uh, at this, why don't you tell them where they can find you at, and no, I won't voice you over. Uh, you sure? <laughs> Hi, I'm right. FS. You can find. <laughs> it's the same voice. I'm sorry. I'm FS. You can be... find me at uh, uh, smug smugface.com. Why does it... mm. Go ahead. Use your word. Hi guys. Word. Uh, I'm I'm FS. You can find me. It's You can find me on Twitter com slash this yeah you want to say twitter.tv i know i almost did that too said no such thing and you can find me on the yub tubs at yubtub.com slash with just like 20 hours i like how uh tequila got it wrong it said effa asher effie asher and it's like yeah, that, per- that that it's like that person doesn't exist I do that all the time at that person Etsy asher that person, that person doesn't exist. Yeah. 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 What about Sly? Sock puppet. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sly. All right, now go. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch.tv slash Sly, aka GreyFox. You can find me on Instagram at Sly, aka GreyFox07. You can find me on Twitter at SlyTheFox. You can find me on the Yub Tubs. 
youtube.com slash the velvet room um still plugging away through uh danganronpa v3 we are doing chapter five tomorrow 1 p.m eastern standard time what chapters so, are there in that game if it's a regular danganronpa i would assume six so we're almost done all right that's uh mm. that's a high point of the game coming up guys yeah i'm gonna be there all for all the mind fucks uh happy where where can i find you and you 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 have to do i was gonna do it you shouldn't have said i have to do it because now it doesn't sound as good if i do it i was gonna do it now i don't want to do it no do it, do it. i mean it was gonna be so funny before sly said that it was yeah. it was i was well, ready fuck for me yeah it's all your fault i'd rather not but that's besides the point all right uh, so I'm, hi, I'm Mr. Happy. You can find me, Mr. Happy, one two two seven on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I'm posting pictures on Instagram again, so you guys should just do that. And, and I got, and I'm, I got content and stuff, and you already know. It's alright. We got Steer the Realm again next week. It's gonna be about four point one and all that stuff. I understood <laughs> at least five words of that. <laughs> Whatever, Mickey Mouse. That's good. Ha oh, ha. Rick James, bitch. Ho. Oh. There you go. That's when Dave Chappelle says that he was at Disney World and Mickey Mouse was like, Rick James, bitch. <laughs> it's a great skit. Would highly recommend going to watch Dave Chappelle now. I love Chappelle. Yeah, so do I. All right. On that note, though, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on into literally about a 60 second post show uh, because the show ran on very long this week. So thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back next week. To talk about our first impression of patch 4.1. Spoiler free. We'll save the spoiler cast for the later week. Thank you for joining. And until next time, take care. Bye. See you next week. Goodbye. Oh, before we go, I almost forgot something. Oh yeah, you did. Gosh, I was I just went to the next page and I was like, you know what? Let's leave this in the main show and just include it, but we'll have it on screen on the outro screen. How about that? That way their names are on the screen. We got our sponsor <laughs> list. I was mm -hmm. so I was so ready after doing the sock puppet thing, I was done, man. <laughs> that was that was really <laughs> what pushed me over the Yeah. That's that's it. I was mostly checked uh... out by the time I got to that. So we have our Patreon sponsors. Uh, we've been doing a uh, sponsorship for the show via Patreon for the past uh, about six weeks now. And we have mm -hmm. a growing number of people supporting State of the Realm and segments like Host of the Realm. Uh, we have for our standard, we're going to start with that. We have Elison Leor. We have Valestra of Famfrit. We have uh, Renoit Chikara. Kiriyoshi, Ignis Faragun from Diablo Server. Goisha Valfer of Siren. Jean-Francois with Sly. I look at you every time I say it because I just... That's my favorite. You love the name. I love, love the, name. the name. Macho Lewis, uh, Hirsch First Affair, Phoenix Daffrey Company on Goblin, and Saren from Zodiac. And then for our elite sponsors, we have Aqua Sacrifice. We have Obaijal Shamsi uh, going up from standard to elite. We've got Spike with two Ys on two Ks. We've got Rudy mm -hmm. Rudiger. We've got Nadia and Kurosame, Kuja Cross of Genova, Ahmed Kurenai Oni Abdullah, Tin Colossus, Killer Hackman, Raul Jr., Darklight2013, Arthur Mill Gaming Bishop, and Killtastic Jones. Thank you for supporting the show week after week. Those of you who have gotten your stickers and mugs, I hope you're all enjoying them because that's part of what they get. They get stickers and mugs for being on those tiers as well, which is fancy and stuff. So now we're going to go into a 60-second post-show. And thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you for the sponsors. And we will see you next week. So now, take care. See you next week. And there you go. Looks like somebody clipped at uh, Mary... Uh...